This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com uh, forward slash TV. If you'd like to join the litter, go on, head over there, give us a couple bucks a month. We really do appreciate it. This is the story of how the Mojave was turned upside down. The story of Claws Out, Mew Vegas. The Purrier was on a delivery mission for Mr. Mouse when he was neutered and spayed by buttons, but it didn't take. He woke up in the town of Goodmix and set out to find the cat who dirtied the litter box. Eventually, he came to find the conflict between the new Calico Republic and Fleezer's leashing. He negotiated an uneasy peace with the NCR and met companions, Maine Coon, the sniper, Peronica from the Brotherhood of Shedding, and rescued El Gato from the mountain city of Utabitha. Though Fleezer threw him a fancy feast, he and his companions clawed him to gifts, which the Purrier then ate. Putting aside the NCR, Mr. Mouse, and the leashing, the Purrier and his companions retook the Hoover Water Bowl themselves with the help of a friendly robot that they called Food Mommy, an automatic kibble dispenser. And though these cats were victorious, Trouble awaited in future adventures. Dead Mangy, Honest Snugs, Old World Muse, and an epic confrontation between the Purrier and Mulysses. The conflict never stops, because Roars, Roars never changes. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro games podcast. Yes, and this week we are continuing our discussion of Fallout New Vegas, which is a first-person open-world RPG developed by Obsidian and published by Bethesda uh, for a bunch of systems in uh, 2010. Uh, and this episode specifically is about the side quests in, uh, in, in New Vegas. Yes, yeah, so we're we're getting right to it. There's a lot to cover here. <laughs> um, I want to make a real quick uh, blanket statement. This was kind of implied in the last episode as well. Um, I did all the stuff of this I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, when because of the structure of New Vegas, you cut yourself off. Yes. From certain uh, certain side quests, and uh, there are a couple of things I may have just missed or forgotten about. I've done them all at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, if my memory is not super fresh and I forget a detail, uh, don't freak out. 
<laughs> there, um, are, the, the, there are some factions that I don't have represented here. These notes are based on like everything that I did. Uh, so like powder ganger quests and also the, uh, the, the side quests that you do for Caesar Legion, Caesar Legion. Um, those are not, uh, as represented. We can talk about them, Gary. Um, if you yeah. have like recollections, I've never done them before. Luckily they're, they're lame. <laughs> like the, the, a lot of times they're just inverted versions of the quest you're already doing. Uh-huh. Um, the other ones, the powder ganger stuff I remember are dungeon based. Hmm. You go to the, the vault that they cleared out and you, uh, clear it out further. And then uh, the Caesar's Legion ones tend to just be like, instead of going uh, to the Legion camp and clearing it out and rescuing some NCR people, you go to the NCR camp that gave you that quest and just kill all the people. <laughs> so other than the assassination quest, which we talked about last time, and that's not even a side quest. I think that's part of the main yes. quest. The, the big uh, side one that is in the Legion that we can get out of the way real quick is uh, E-Tumor Brute, mm. which is where you find out that Caesar has a tumor, yeah. a brain tumor, and you can either fix it yourself with medicine um, you can actually, um, and we'll talk about this when we talk about arcade, but you can sell arcade into slavery, mm. uh, to be Caesar's ward at that point. Um, but getting that, uh, fixing that tumor or not kind of has impacts on your ending. If you were a, uh, legionary, <laughs> I like so. the way you said, uh, two more, like he's some kind of game of Thrones character. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Two more of, two. of house, uh, <laughs> two, two more of house growth. Yes. Yes. Yeah, house, <laughs> house metastasis. Uh, metastasis. Yes. Um, how do we get through the entire last episode without talking about how they say uh, Kaiser? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that's technically correct. Like the word K- Kaiser uh, comes yeah. from Caesar. Like yeah. there, there's all kinds of stuff. But like you can tell if somebody is uh, aligned uh, with a legion by by the by how they pronounce uh, Caesar. Yes. Um. Yeah. Because the, uh, the the faithful say Kaiser. Yeah. Hail to Kaiser. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get through it. We're talking about we're talking about companions first. Yeah. So this is some good good stuff. Um, <laughs> these are almost universally great. Yeah. So, so let's, uh, let, I, I kind of ordered a lot of these in the order that you might've discovered them. So like mm-hmm. we're making this again, big counterclockwise sweep, um, or around the, uh, the interstate. Um, and the first companion you're really going to run across, um, uh, along with like Eddie probably is going to be uh Cass down in, uh, down in the Mojave outpost. Yes. And you can't really recruit her. No. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. So you find her, she is, uh, she works for a, uh, she caravan. runs she, she runs, she her, runs own, yeah, uh, her own caravan um and she tells you you know like hey if you want work go talk to the crimson caravan and that kind of starts this quest um where you eventually go find the uh the crimson caravan let's talk about her in general real quick yeah, before yeah. About her quest. <laughs> uh, so cass is the hard drinking uh she's the daughter of cassidy from fallout 2 hmm. um which is kind of awesome and kind of has a, a similar um similar kind of place in your party Um, she uses, uh, guns, range weapons, shotguns and the like, and she is a lush (laughs) and her companion perk, uh, allows you to get benefits from being drunk. If you drink whiskey, you get, uh, buffs exclusively instead of debuffs. Yeah. Um, she has amazing flavor text. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, if you, you know, just kind of, and she comments, um, a lot on areas. A lot of companions do this, uh, Mm -hmm. before a patch came, she used to comment more than any other uh, companion. Hmm. And uh, her flavor text is really pretty great. Yeah, you ask how she got her how she got her nickname. You know, like whiskey rose or whatever. It's like, yeah, you know, my cheeks get red when I drink. Yeah, yeah. And and people call me that until I punch enough people in the nose and <laughs> to get them they to didn't. stop. Yeah, like she's she's pretty great. Yeah. Um, uh, I so, wish her voice actress was a little bit better. Me too. It's a little bit muted and just uh, it doesn't sell the the drunkenness of it. But I wanted uh, Calamity Jane from Deadwood. Mm, yeah. Like that—that's the kind of thing. Like just a little bit more, like slur and like <laughs> orneriness. Yeah. 
Um, I, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. I mean, I would put her, I mean, she's still, she's still great. I'd still put her in like the bottom half of the companions on things, but she's still very good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so she, yeah, she tells you to go to the Crimson Caravan. So you go to the Crimson Caravan and you run some, uh, you run some errands, you deliver some invoices, uh, you kind of oust a particularly useless um, employee by uh, uh, getting, by revealing his debt to the Omertas. And then ultimately Mm -hmm. you have to convince Cass to sell her caravan company to the Crimson Caravans. Yes. And uh, if you do this, she'll join you. Um, As you're kind of walking around with her, uh, she eventually says like, hey, you know, I can we go like something still kind of sticks in my craw. Can we go look at my caravan that got, uh, got knocked over? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you head to it, um, and you find, uh, that it is, uh, it has been destroyed. There's a dead Brahmin. You also find an energy weapon, uh, there. <laughs> there are no corpses. There are just ash piles. Yes. Um, and then you, uh, she, you go investigate a couple of different sites for this. Yeah. Um, and find similar kind of stories. Yeah. There. So something bad is going on. Um, as it stands. Um, and as you're kind of uh, um, uh, looking at this, you're able to kind of discern like, okay, well, they've, they've been vaporized by the Van Graffs. We know the Van Graffs from, uh, from Freeside. There's a, a store called the, uh, the Silver Rush that particularly the Silver, the Silver Rush, Rush that, yeah. uh, that, that deals um, in uh, energy weapons. And you find out just kind of by looking at one of these, uh, one of these corpses and some of the notes that are on there, uh, you're able to determine, okay, they're working with the Crimson Caravan to try and monopolize the, uh, the, the caravan trade here. You actually have to sneak into the the van into the Silver Rush and read it out on their computer, hmm. uh, which is kind of tricky to do if you're not uh, if you didn't kill them all when you first ran to them like I did. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, you also find evidence of this in the Crimson Caravan, um, yes, place itself. And then uh, Cass is like, "Hey, we have to kill those motherfuckers. <laughs> like they have to die." And that's one way this can articulate. Um, although the way a lot of these companion quests work is that if you uh, you have two different ways of choosing how their quest end. And they give you different perks. It does a little bit of that alpha protocol thing where, like, there's not a right answer. There's just the answer you chose, and you get different benefits. Yeah. So if you uh, if you go and just, like, all right, we're cleaning house, <laughs> and you go and kill everyone in the uh, the Crimson uh, Caravan, um, you know, and uh, in the in the Silver Rush. Uh, I don't know if you have to do the Silver Rush then, but you kill everybody in the, the Crimson Caravan. Um, she gets a perk that makes her faster on the draw. Yeah. Um, she shoots faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget what the peaceful uh, perk is. Uh, it's more hit points. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's that's what I did, essentially. Like, you can go to, you know, back to Mojave Outpost and say, like, hey, listen, there's some really bad stuff. Uh, you know, if you're going to hold this land, you can't have, you know, caravan companies just killing all their competition. Um, mm-hmm. And Cass is really uh, against that. Uh, she says, like, hey, this is going to take forever. It's going to take years and years. Um, but, uh, like, the, the the epilogue for this bears out. If you do send word back, uh, you know, back to the West, where a great deal of the Crimson Caravan is, like <laughs> the NCR, strangles them with red tape. Yes, and and puts them out of business. And that's, that's the argument you make to her is just like, hey, we can kill them, but somebody else is just going to take their place. Right. You know, we should, we should uh, do this through legal channels. Um, and if we do that, then uh, it's going to have more effect. Yeah. And then, uh, and that's that quest mm-hmm. and, and that's Cass, uh, pretty good. I didn't roll with her for very long. Um, because uh, again, she's not like really my top, top half of guys. If I'm going to have somebody with me, it's going to be one of the other humans usually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's good. And it should um, be noted that you can, you can get somebody to follow you and, you know, do this stuff and have them follow you until you pick up somebody else. You can yes, dismiss yeah. them and they go back either to the, the casino. Um, if you happen to be in one of those, uh, one of those factions or back to just where you found them. 
Yes. Yeah. And they'll, they'll head back. And they also have a kind of, I think the idea is maybe you're not supposed to be able to do all of them in one playthrough because they have little trust meters. Mm -hmm. They go out from doing events, but not everybody has that. And you can usually get the max those out. Yeah. Um, the other companion you get, and you can have two companions with you. We didn't talk about this. Uh, one robot and one humanoid. Right. So uh, the first robot you run into, and the first one you're going to have for a long time, actually, uh, <laughs> is Eddie. And picking up Eddie uh, gives you the Eddie, my love. Best. <laughs> um, Eddie is an iBot uh, that floats around, has a laser that he shoots, um, plays music when he sees an enemy, plays a, <laughs> like a little heroic theme, which I love. You get that little snare, which otherwise yep. would have been uh, like diegetic music. In, yes. Uh, um, not diegetic. It's diegetic non, now. Non yeah, diegetic. It, it would have been just uh, like soundtrack in, uh, in Fallout 3. But I, yeah. I just love that it comes out of his super shitty tinny speaker. Yes. Um, and he has a lot of personality. Like, oh, this, totally. th th this is like totally just an R2, R2-D2 BB-8 kind of thing. You know, He's he better than BB-8. He's like a thousand BB-8s. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to trap you in this just like you trapped me in uh minions or uh, uh Surabots being minions okay <laughs> yeah <God. laughs> but, but um you know but just he's a he's a plucky little ro robot companion more so um in the final dlc but um just he's he's been vandalized like he's got a license plate stuck to him he's, he's got a he's got a bumper sticker my, my, and the bumper sticker is the high school from fallout 3 hmm um, which is awesome because his whole quest, uh, Eddie, my love is about learning his history and stuff. Yeah. Um, he also, he gives you a perk, which, uh, one, it allows you to target things that are invisible in vats. Yeah. Enhanced sensors. Is, yeah. Which is really, really good. Um, and then what's the other thing it does? Um, and maybe it just gives you a longer range of being able to target things. Oh, in like your, your, like your perception. Like I know that it, it, uh, it, it increases your, your ability to like spot enemies on your radar. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It gives uh, things good further out on your radar and makes you be able to target invisible things in vats. Mm -hmm. So pretty rad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and his whole quest is just taking him to tech-minded people who will trigger uh, in him these kind of recordings. Like he hears certain key phrases and it makes him play, do these playbacks. I can only imagine the information management that had to work on that because mm -hmm. like, he overhears like somebody talking about the Enclave or talking about your different pieces of technology. And then this triggers him not talking to you, but actually playing um, holotapes of his uh, of his creator. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we learn about his creation um, where there was a guy who was working on him. And we learn even more in the DLC. Like this guy gets a lot of background for like <laughs> a little orb um, where they were working on him and uh, funds had to be taken away to work on the new Hellfire armor because uh, he's an Enclave bot. Mm -hmm. uh, which we know from Fallout 3. Um, and eventually, uh, once you get all the triggers, um, the Brotherhood starts talking to you through him <laughs> and says like, hey, we've noticed this on our sensor. Uh, this is pretty cool uh, you know, technology. Come to us and we can help. We want to access its data banks. Yes. Um, there's some kind of weird bug with the voice with the voiceover because uh, right after that, uh, he starts speaking with a Spanish accent for like a second and mm. then cuts in with, uh, with a follower. Um, it, it has to be a glitch because it doesn't yeah. even have like the the filter of coming over the the tiny little speaker over top of it. But a follower of the apocalypse says, "Hey, listen, the brotherhood's just going to keep this thing. Like, how do you all know that I'm here?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they uh, they sensors. Yep, they just, they just found this little thing and super enhanced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they say like, "Hey, bring him to us, and you know we're going to get into his data banks and use that to help as many people as we can." Yes. Um, and this is, again, it is uh, two different kind of perks for, for Eddie. They're not strictly perks. They're just kind of upgrades yeah. that so, he has. So I took him to the followers because that yes. sounds like a better thing. <laughs> followers, and, Super Alice. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and they it gives have, him more armor. Uh, no, at, at the followers, they say, hey, <laughs> like we know you're going to take him back out there. So let's give him some weapons. Uh, oh, it's okay. the Brotherhood that increases his armor. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but regardless, they clean him up with some, which is some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like, I like the messy boy. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk more about Eddie next episode. Yes. Uh, which we wouldn't expect, but he's great. He's my chosen robot companion. Oh yeah. Um, my, my, my general loadout is Eddie and then the next character Boone, hmm. uh, cause team, team sniper bros, <laughs> um, Boone, you will run into naturally. Yeah. Um, he's hanging out in Novak. He's one of the other, he's the day shift or the night shift sniper. Right. Um, for the, uh, who hangs out in the dinosaur head mm-hmm. and stuff. And he's, this, I think this is a great character. Yeah. Like I love Boone and I love the way that his quest articulates and, and kind of unveils slowly. Yeah. Um, um he's former NCR. He's former NCR first recon, which is where yes. he learned how to snipe. And he moved here, I think, from the West um, with his with his wife. Yes. Well, he met his wife here. Okay. Um, and he met his wife. And uh, when you come up to him, you find out something's wrong. Um, you kind of dig. And his wife has been uh, has been killed or is missing, rather. Uh, kidnapped uh, by the Legion. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know that at this point. Mm. I think you may find that out a little bit later. At I, first, I, it's just like she's gone when you're talking to other people about her. Mm, yeah. I, I, I seem to recall him saying, like, yeah, you know, I know the Legion's involved and she's as good as dead. I think it depends on, I think he says that. I think if you learn from Manny, mm. Manny, they, they talk about as like, oh, everybody want her dead. I think the implication is just that she is dead from other people. I don't yeah. think everybody has perfect information. Regardless of which, you kind of learn about his wife who uh, lived in Novak and hated it. Yeah. Like she is from uh, from Vegas and she wanted that kind of luxury yeah. and was like kind of uh, just a really strong personality and nobody liked her. Right. Um, which makes it difficult that uh, that she got kidnapped. And he thinks that somebody uh, had, you know, did that. Somebody got her kidnapped once you find out that he's kidnapped. Yeah. So he says, and one of my, like, I love this so much. He says, like, hey, um, find out who it was. Walk them out in front of the dinosaur at midnight. And if you're wearing this hat, I'll take care of it. <laughs> yep. Um, there's a lot of people you can do this to. Oh, so many. And, like, yeah. it still resolves the quest. Like, you don't have to bring the person who got his wife killed out here. But if you tell him that he shot somebody else, he goes hostile. It's, mm-hmm. it's, that's a really great, like little bit of, you know, kind of snapping his brain. Like, yeah. nope, you murdered somebody for no reason, <laughs> uh, for another, you know, the second time in your life. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So you kind of look around, uh, trying to find out, uh, who the, the person is. Yeah. Um, and this yeah. is just kind of going around and like learning about the wife, you know, yes. going to the, going to the different, uh, kind of fixtures around Novak itself. Um, yes. you know, the, the, the lead that I got. That, uh, that got me to the correct answer was Nobark, who uh, last episode, uh, when we were talking about the radio, we alluded to this uh, kind of, uh, you know, ex- eccentric figure in the notes. I have Looney, but that doesn't feel uh, you know, mm. correct. Um, but, uh, you know, nobody trusts him. He's kind of walking around. He spouts nonsense. But he talks about these shadowy figures sneaking into the motel lobby at night, which yes. sounds credible. Yes. So you, you break into the hotel lobby at night. You talk to Jeannie May, who is the lady there, and she seems everything is on the up and up. Yeah. Um, you know, but if you break into her safe, you find a bill of, bill of sale where she sold Boone's wife into slavery. Yes. Um, and there's a bonus mentioned for the unborn child uh, that she has, yeah. which I don't know if Boone knows that. I can't remember. Yeah. If he, which is that's super tragic. What's in the safe? What's in the safe? It, <laughs> exactly. Um, so you walk her out here. He blows her head off. And then you had to convince him to join you. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the way that I did it as a guns guy, was just like, hey, snipers work in pairs, man. <laughs> um, you know, and he's like, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, or you can just be like, if you've killed a lot, you can use like your Legion reputation and be like, listen, we're going to kill a lot more Legion people. If you come with me, mm-hmm. you know, like you can, you can appeal to that bloodthirsty. Yeah. And it's not strictly a quest, but having Boone on my team and being the strict abolitionist that I like to play this, this game in mm-hmm. and, uh, hitting the Legion, like one of my favorite little things that happened in my playthrough was like me and Boone 
taking <laughs> out fortification hill yeah like it just like it, it's just like yeah like, here, here's your moment buddy <laughs> um, good eventually uh talking to him so he's one of the people who have trust points and things happen like different kind of legion things that kind of cause him to open up uh eventually you learn about uh his wife and what happened was uh he followed her after she was kidnapped um and found her and like an auction block essentially surrounded by hundreds of legion people oh wow and uh he shot her Oh, to wow. stop her from being used by the Legion. Hmm. And there's no option then to say like, yeah, she was pregnant, um, which would have been like the, uh, the worst thing in the world. But yeah, yeah. you, uh, you can't do that, but he did it. Um, that's the, uh, hmm. the kind of tragic backstory of him is that he shot her in order to, to, uh, to stop her from, so it's not really a mystery to him. He just wants to know who did it, yeah. but the way it's framed, like the people in town frame it as a mystery. Mm-hmm. He actually knows the truth. He just wants to know who did it. And he's staying quiet about that. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Huh, I didn't realize that. I had I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the tragic backstory of Boone. The other tragic backstory is if you get enough trust points for him, um, you can keep talking to him about Bitter Springs. He was he was stationed there, and people will talk about Bitter Spring, Springs. When you're walking around like NCR people, are like, man, that was a massacre. That was the worst. Um, eventually, you get him to open up about it and uh, say, hey, like, what do you think about revisiting it? Um, and and he says, okay, like, let's, let's head there. Um, you head there, um, and he kind of explains what happened, which was that uh, the cons had taken over this this camp and they had orders they were in a sniper post and had orders to keep people out and the cons who got overwhelmed sent out their women and children first uh as kind of uh either like as a shield or thinking they would make it out alive and he kept being ordered like nope the order stands shoot anything on site so him and his sniper buddies uh killed like all the women and children who left this cons camp oh shit wow i had no idea um which is, uh, and that's what this thing he's been carrying with him. And if you talk to him, he talks about like, um, like, you know, I have it coming. Like he talks a lot about how like death is just like coming for him. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen one way or another. Um, as you guys are uh, kind of talking about this, eventually the Legion or the Legion attack and you can defend it. And you get the choice to kind of tell him like, Hey, to move on, um, you know, and forgive yourself or like, Hey, you know what? You didn't do anything wrong. Like this is war. And uh, one of them gives him uh, a bonus to uh, shoot. The other one gives him a, a better armor yeah. that has like more uh, more space to hold stuff and uh, higher DR. Yeah, I think so. And that affects his ending as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he either becomes uh, he if he gets the good ending, he eventually like if he gets a good ending and the Legion win, mm-hmm. um, he can't handle that and goes on a suicide mission. Oh wow! Um, it's really cool, cool text. Um, but for my version, which I made him bloodthirsty because I, you know wanted to see it because i don't think i'd done that before mm-hmm. um he eventually becomes a merc for hire and like this legendary mercenary hmm. so i'm way into boone yeah i like boone a lot another guy who i wish his voice actor was better he's real flat yeah um i think it makes sense when you talk to him and i think that it's intentional i think when you start talking to him and he starts talking about the the things that are more emotionally resonant mm, yeah he cracks a little bit and i yeah. think that's what the idea is supposed to be okay i never got that far um, yeah. you know, just I either in previous playthroughs, I never rolled with him enough to get that. And this time, uh, kind of the same way. I just kind of locked myself out of that content because most of the stuff you can do to gain his trust, um, you know, is uh, you can only do time. once. You have like, there's yeah. like five events yeah. and each one like puts it up two points. So you have to do three of them. And if he's not there, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Um, he, uh, especially when he talks about, um, like after you survive that encounter at Bitter Springs, he talks about like it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like he thought he was going to die doing that, and it would have made just this perfect sense. And it's this real like kind of struggling with this idea of this kind of fate that he thought he had for yeah. his sins. Like it's really good. Like it's a good performance. Mm-hmm. Um, it just takes a little while to unlock. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, yeah. Somebody who doesn't really have a voice actor um, or mm-hmm. of a sound effect. This is uh, this is Rex, um, and his quest is uh, ain't nothing but a hound dog. So yes. we mentioned uh, the king's cyber dog Rex um, before. Uh, if you could, if you talk to him, you know about like, hey, your dog here. He mentions that uh, that his dog is sick. Um, yes. You know, just the his brain is breaking down. You know, he's an abomination essentially. You know, he's half robot, mm-hmm. half dog, with uh, you know a, a tank for a brain. <laughs> yes. And uh, you can find out from checking with the followers that there's a way to save him. And there's a, a doctor who's way up in Jacobstown, which we'll talk about Jacobstown in a little bit. But what <laughs> is awesome is this is uh, it's run by Marcus from Fallout 2. <laughs> and they got Michael Dorn to do the voice. And it's, you know, really pretty great Yeah, uh, for him to settle here. The uh, meeting Rex, I love Rex because he hates rats and he hates <laughs> people wearing hats. Yep. So because it rhymes with rats. <laughs> um, I love that dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just if you ask why, <laughs> just yeah. like, yep, there we go. Maybe, maybe it rhymes. And if you talk to him while you're wearing a hat, he'll growl at you. Like you still get to do all the things, but he growls. He does not like hats. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but up here in Jacobstown, the, you know, the doctor, uh, this, uh, cyber dog specialist is Dr. Henry, who's mm-hmm. uh, who's an older fellow who you find out, you know, he's former enclave and he's kind of set up shop here a little bit to make amends. Um, and he says, Hey, you need to go find this other dog brain. Um, and there are lots of sources available, like from there are three, three dogs. Yes. Uh, three dogs. Ooh, can, uh, ooh, kill, ooh. And, kill and put inside this other dog. <laughs> so I can name two of them off the top of my head. One of them is a, a, a fiend dog uh, that you get mm-hmm. in a bounty, um, a, a bounty quest you do a little, a little bit later on. Uh, there's an old dog down uh, by Novak at the uh, at the junkyard who you can you can pay old lady Gibson uh, 700 caps to get, you know, Ray's brain, which I was like, hey, he can live on. Yeah. Um, the other one is Lupa, which is a Legion dog, hmm. which I happen to have. Uh, at this point, you get uh, the quest to get the brain so I can head back to the dogs I killed and their corpses don't disappear. Hmm. So I took the you can get the Legion dog and these uh, these upgrade the dog in various ways. Yeah. Um, the uh, I really like the idea that uh, uh, taking three dogs brain and putting <laughs> in this dog. Rough, rough. Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> rough, rough. This is hell. Oh, I wish I was dead. <laughs> this is three dog why don't i feel my body parts anymore four years ago <laughs> three dog disconnected from his skin <laughs> yeah oh gosh that would be pretty great i gave him the uh the legion dog mm, okay uh because because i had a brief moment of sympathy of thinking like oh that's not the dog's fault <laughs> yeah it's not, it's not a slaver dog <laughs> yeah i like the idea of extending a, a old ray's brain life yeah yeah. Yeah. Brain and and mechanically, uh, Rex is the melee robot. Yeah. So you have Eddie, the sniper robot. Rex is the melee robot who does a uh, mark and search. So when you uh, zoom in, uh, loot will glow, hmm. uh, which is really useful for for looting buildings and stuff to have like stim packs and things kind yep. of show up on your automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, not super useful, but not too bad. Yeah. Yep. Um, this next companion is uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorites uh, up there with Arcade. Uh, for yes. me, this is uh, this is Veronica, who you meet uh, at the uh, the highway overpass, the uh, uh, trade post one eighty eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know she's wearing Brotherhood robes and she's got this power fist, uh, and she's just funny. Yeah, this is a really good like she's well adjusted. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have somebody who is not uh, bitter. Like she's really funny and and roller. Like actually, most of the companions other than Boone <laughs> and Cass are pretty funny. Yeah, um, and Cass is funny, and it would be if she was sold better. But they're yeah. they're generally pretty pretty you know, quirky and good. Yeah. She's a little like manic pixie dream girly hmm. <laughs> a little bit. I felt like a little bit like, oh, like, oh, here's the, the cute little waifu to kind of show up and be like a perfect, you know, perfect companion. Like she's just kind of along for everything, you know, yeah. I had a little bit of that. 
going. And maybe it's counterbalanced a little bit by the fact that she's explicitly a lesbian. Yeah. So if you are trying to, to wife for her, she is not not interested. Yeah. It's um, so casually mentioned for, 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 for both her and Arcade. It's uh, just kind of like deep down. It's not light with. It's just really well handled, I think. Well, when, with Veronica, it's part of her backstory, which we learn about in the uh, the DLC. Yeah. So because we because we learn about her, because if you keep pressing her about it, she'll say like she, you know, you ask her if she's ever been in love. And yes. Um, however, yeah. it was broken up because of uh, somebody in the Brotherhood who was very dear to her. And we later find out who that we meet that person. Yeah. Um, cause this game has lore. Uh, <laughs> it is, uh, you get to make those little connections a little bit like Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, she just wants to, she just wants to have fun and travel around. Yeah. You know, like, like she's, she's scouting things up and she just wants to come along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, she, she sees you as an opportunity to go like, you know, scavenge in different places and she's, you know, she, she's part of the brotherhood, but she is of the world essentially. Yes. You know, so she, she's down with you, but she has kind of these, you know, reservations, right? She, you know, after a while, uh, she will raise in conversation like, Hey, you know, I, I need to go back there and talk to them because like, I've gone around here and I've seen um, kind of like what life is like outside. And, uh, you know, like if we don't do something, you know, my family is going to die out essentially. It's it's not a time-based. It's based on visiting certain cultures. Okay. So like if you take her to the fiends, if you take her to the followers, she kind of sees how different, different yeah. places live. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but she also, this is, she's the main source of information about uh, father Elijah. Yes. Uh, if you talk to her and you kind of learn that he was kind of a mentor to her before he uh, flipped out after he lost the battle at Helios. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she has like a secret place where she has communicated with him even after he disappeared. This, uh, this yeah. little shack with uh, with a computer. And uh, you can go and take a look at this and find out like, hey, you know, if there is a piece of technology that will, uh, um, you know, tell the brotherhood you, you just can't be down here forever um you know go you go find that and there are a couple of leads but really only one of them was valid for me at this point mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so heading over to vault 34 yes so like helios you figured out it wasn't a weapon the farming stuff of vault 22 we're going to get to that but vault 22 is a mess um and so uh, uh vault 34 uh, the boomers had access to uh this pulse gun which would actually just deactivate um deactivate power armor yes um and and i I think you can do this with helios because helios is a very much a weapon but if you don't articulate the quest that way Hmm. you don't get that no um so but this is this is a one that if you have already done helios this is the way to do it um you go through this vault it is filled with radiation and ghouls it's kind of like the bland vault um (laughs) has an okay story behind it but the actual function there is just a ghoul dungeon yeah um yeah and you can you can she tells the the elder the elder doesn't really buy it because uh, there's another quest to make the, you know, you do, you are the one who make the the brotherhood mm-hmm. go out and about on their own. Um, she doesn't. So at that point, it becomes her job, like or her decision whether she wants to stay or not. Yeah. Um, so you can talk her into joining the the followers of the apocalypse, or talk her into staying with the brotherhood. Right. Um, and this this impacts the ending, and it impacts your perk as well. So I talked her into joining the followers, um, and you know, take her to kind of the recruiting outpost. Uh, for the followers and they say all right we'll come back later well the paladins don't like her leaving them and taking their secrets away so they uh kill everybody at this place and uh like it's a sad ending because veronica realizes that you know either my entire family dies which is unacceptable but i can never belong anywhere else because they're just gonna show up yeah and kill them She's like the Incredible Hulk. (laughs) Like yeah, she just walks from place to place. Yeah. Um, If she stays with the Brotherhood, um, which ends up making if you can make the Brotherhood, it depends on kind of on the order how palatable that will be to the player. 
Mm-hmm. So if you um, make the Brotherhood kind of give up their xenophobic ways, it doesn't feel as bad making her stay with the Brotherhood because that's what she wants too. Yeah. You know, and that's a way this quest can end and kind of be a happy ending. Yeah. You know, but if if you do this first before you do the Brotherhood stuff, that doesn't necessarily feel like an option. So uh, mechanically, um, she gives you access to a workbench whenever you talk to her. That's her perk. Mm-hmm. And she is a melee fighter. Um, she fights with a power fist, um, yep. yeah. which is pretty good, especially if you're, you know, running guns at, you know, shorter, medium range. Like she, she also has a there. really cute, like little mini quest where she wants a dress, Yep. Um, which is really darling where, and you just like, that's it. And she's like, yep, I'd really like to wear like a nice dress and you can go <laughs> find her one. And, and she really loves it. Yeah. And where, and she teaches you a, uh, a special melee move. Something we didn't talk about in the last episode, but if you're playing melee, there are a bunch of little like street fighter style, like hold down attack and then turn to the left or something, you know, attack yeah. while holding left, things it's like, like uh, that. like Chronicles of Riddick or Breakdown. Yes. Yep. That, uh, that do different things, like knock people down or do more damage, things like that. Yeah. And uh, she teaches you one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I never got a Manic Pixie Dream Girl vibe off of her. I just I was like, oh, you're pleasant and well-adjusted. And I agree with what you're saying about uh, where you came from. And this is, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that like, you know, even though I got a sad ending, that was kind of like, whoa, this is affecting. So Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I still like Veronica. I just, the, the fact, I think maybe the fact that she's just like, Hey, I'm here, let's do it. You know, <laughs> automatically from the stop, the, the start kind of obfuscates her, like her agency a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like she's the, she's the only, uh, companion in the game that just goes with you automatically. Mm. Um, you know, so it just kind of felt, uh, easy. I'm not saying that in a sexist way. I'm not calling her easy. I'm just saying it felt a little bit like it made her agency feel a little less than mm. like, you never have to engage in any quest on her behalf. Right. If you mind, just recruit her and then not do anything. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. You know, so I guess that's a little, what I little of what I got from her, but I still like her. Yeah. Like I, I still, I think she's, uh, you know, in the top, top half there. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, uh, is Raul, uh, <laughs> who I like a lot. Danny yeah. Trejo voiced, um, <laughs> also very funny. Um, so you, uh, you had, uh, you start getting this radio signal. Um, <laughs> and it's a good time to kind of talk about this quest, I guess, cause they're tied in. Yes. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, which is a major side quest, whether you're getting Raul or not. Um, this uh, radio thing where it's a, it, they play uh, music, but they also have these little talk show segments <laughs> in between where this uh, super mutant is broadcasting from there and talking about this area where she wants to gather all super mutants for uh, Utobatha, which is the <laughs> Utopia Tabitha portmanteau that doesn't actually work. <laughs> that only an insane night cam would come up with. Yes. <laughs> um, and at the foot of this shack, you meet Neil, who is a, a non-hostile super mutant. He just says like, "Hey, yeah, don't go up there." <laughs> um, you're like, "No, no, I'm I'm gonna go up there." Because um, if you listen to the radio long enough, you'll actually hear references to this ghoul that she has captured, this Raoul. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, I need to, I want to help him. <laughs> yeah. So you can you can talk Neil into making a push into the village, which hey, he's got a Gatling laser. Uh, yeah. Pretty good deal. Um, and this is tough because uh, they've got heavy weapons and they you're kind of going up a, a switchback to get to the top of the mountain. Yeah. Like this is, this is a big push. This is a um, good place to use a stealth boy. Oh yeah. Like uh, if you, if you did the uh, fly me to the moon thing. Uh, so you have, uh, you know, I ended up walking out of that with like eight stealth boys. <laughs> um, this is a good place to use one because they last about a minute and you can get up to the top of the mountain in a minute. Yeah. Um, you get up there, you meet Neil and he will actually cause a distraction. If you don't ask him to attack, mm-hmm. if you say like, meet me up there, He'll cause a distraction and make the guards leave, which allow you to go to uh, Tabitha's room. Yeah. Um, and there's kind of two different ways this quest can articulate. Um, if you go into the little storage room, uh, Tabitha keeps bemoaning um, the loss of Rhonda. 
Um, and that is why she's keeping Raul is because she needs Raul to fix Rhonda, who is a, who is a robot, a Mr. Handy that she loves. And uh, if you uh, fix Rhonda, um, they'll leave. Yes. <laughs> if you uh, instead go to the uh, control room where Tabitha's kind of held up, there's not really a way that I found to resolve it without killing her. No, um, it's uh, it's Rhonda's the only way. Yes. Um, she is a super mutant with a with star glasses and a blonde wig. <laughs> yep. um, I, I, am I making this up? Is she wearing a pink shirt, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's great. Um, <laughs> Tabitha's great. And the dialogue is actually very funny. Yes. Um, if you uh, listen to the radio on your way up here. <laughs> um, but she's been keeping Raul. Uh, you can get the key now to let him out. Yeah. And uh, when you talk to Raul, you kind of learn about him. He was a mechanic. Um, he was captured by them and kind of enslaved and had many like brushes with death. Um, he's, this is, this is, he's a great character. Oh yeah. Like Raul is really, Raul is really funny. Well, he's a ghoul. Um, like he, you know, was from before the war. Yeah. He's, he's been alive forever. And he has like a really affecting, like kind of deep backstory that you have to like really dig at to get. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about like, he's just not useful. Like he's just kind of, uh, you know, useful as a walking encyclopedia, <laughs> you know, you can ask him about stuff. And eventually if he says that enough times, you kind of dig into it and be like, why do you feel like you're not useful? And he's just like, oh, you know, I'm just this old fart. Um, and the way his quest works is when you talk to certain people who are older, um, who are still useful, he will start, he'll realize like, Hey, I can still be useful. Yeah. Um, so you kind of take him around to these different people and then, uh, there's kind of different, different ways that this can articulate at the end. Um, you enter into a conversation, he tells you about his life, Yeah. um, which is very tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, but he was, it's really over the top too. Like he was kind of a superhero for a little bit. Yeah. Um, this, uh, this Vakiro. Um, who went and killed raiders and bandits in this town. It was like the scourge yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can either convince him to put that behind him or tell him, hey, just like pick it up. We could really use you. And he's he's pretty useful in combat. Like he's just like a like a pistol kind of guy. But mm-hmm. if, you, uh, if you if you convince him to start gunslinging again, he will, uh, you know, really get good with revolvers and uh, like lever action guns. Like yeah. he'll be a straight up cowboy. Yeah. Really and he, he dresses like one too. He gets this cool, like Mexican cowboy uh, <laughs> outfit. Um, otherwise, if you tell him like, no, you know what? You're more useful using your brain. Like you are too old for this shit. Um, he gets a, you get a uh, perk that makes your equipment degrade slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, uh, then he kind of becomes not as good a companion to keep around. Yeah. Uh, Cause he repairs your stuff, but only if you go to his shack and he still charges you for it. Yeah. Um, so it's not that useful. Um, so it is, it is cool to make him into a righteous, uh, you know, instrument of vengeance. Yeah. How does um, that, uh, how does that change his ending? Cause I, uh, I didn't end up rolling with him. Um, I don't that. recall, hmm. um, which one it, I didn't end up doing the the repair one, which is just kind of like he hangs out and repairs. Like <laughs> it, the ending is really kind of a non-entity. I can't remember if he meets like a tragic end if he's a Vakiro. Yeah. Um, the next one who is probably my favorite, oh, uh, God, companion, yeah. um, arcade and Boone are my two favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but arcade is way up there. Arcade yeah. probably edges him out cause he's, he's great. Yeah. Um, so Arcade uh, is a doctor who works at the old Mormon fort with uh, with the followers. Um, and he's a nerd. But again, in the line of well-adjusted people, um, <laughs> he's just a, he's just a solid dude. Yeah. He's kind of he's a little bit like uh, sarcastic. Yeah. And stuff. But he's genuinely like, you know, relatively funny, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, his whole thing, you have to kind of get him to join you is you just have to convince him that, like, you're not just on this vengeance quest. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to actually do good stuff for the world. <laughs> I could use you for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's him. He joins you. You kind of walk around and eventually again, after seeing, uh, certain things like certain triggers of technology, usually enclave stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you take him to the, um, the crashed vertebrate 
that's down south, you see some enclave things. Um, or if you take him to, to Caesar mm-hmm. and he kind of sees the need for it, yeah. he'll say like, oh, you know what? Um, it's time for me to open up. Like I was part of the enclave. Yeah. Like, um, his, his dad worked at Navarro. Like he yeah. was, you know, he was a small child when that happened. Which is crazy uh, <laughs> because like the enclave in New Vegas has the position it should have as opposed to Fallout 3 where it's like nothing changed and they're just a military force. Like yeah. here, it's like, you know, that's actually, they're kind of boogeymen. They're past their power, but they were hated because they were monsters. Yeah. You know, most people are are not into them. So he says like, hey, you know, there are a lot of people. Are, and I love uh, leading up to this, like he's really purposely vague about uh, his his background. You know, you'll be like, how, where'd you learn how to do that? And he'd be like, well, you know, places, you know, he, he just kind of like, he, he answers questions with questions. He's very evasive. Yeah. Um, so you have to go find the, uh, these people called the remnants, which are the people <laughs> who kind of raised him after his uh, father died. Yeah. And like that, like this is an old unit, you know, that yeah. is, that his dad was a part of. And like, one of my favorite things about this is like learning about his dad and just kind of like their relationship and just how that, like the lack of that relationship has kind of like informed arcade. Mm-hmm. A little bit and just kind of like saying like, well, I actually know, you know, you've actually grown into your own, into your own person. Yeah. You know? He would have been proud of you. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's really nice. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a really like kind of kind thing that you can do to him. Yeah. And uh, eventually all the other, the remnants uh, gather up at this old enclave bunker, which is full of cool enclave deck. Um, <laughs> it's the only place in the, in the wasteland that is um, the full of that stuff. And eventually you convince them all to work together. And he's like, Hey, I have a lot to think about. <laughs> um, they leave. You can tell the enclave like, Hey, I'm going to, if you're, you know, yes manning it, you can be like, hey, I'm going to take out, you know, Caesar's Legion and the NCR. Do you want to come with? Mm-hmm. And uh, you can convince them to come with you so you get that benefit at the end. Yeah. Uh, until as you leave, uh, Arcade shows up in his scary enclave armor. <laughs> yeah. And this is a thing where the engine just kind of fails it. Yeah. Because the framing just ends up being that like, uh, you know, uh, bust shot yeah. of Arcade just kind of staring at you in his scary, scary enclave armor, <laughs> speaking with his sweet, sweet voice. <laughs> Yep. And, funny. and uh like this is uh this is one of the times where you can lose a, a a follower you can lose a companion by uh by by the ending because if you say like hey listen in this battle that's coming up like there are doctors back at the fort you know like mm-hmm. what we need is people who can help you know decide this once and for all so if you tell him like hey pick up the gun you know mm-hmm. come out here because you're more useful you're, you're more useful there um then he won't follow you around anymore yeah you can also, um, we mentioned this a little bit, uh, you can sell him into slavery to Caesar right. during that tumor thing. And what's interesting about that, um, other than the fact that it's a, one of the more singularly monstrous acts you can do, uh, is that uh, his ending is really interesting and um, uh, mirrors something that happened in to Caesar or is something, another part of Roman history. I don't remember exactly. But uh, eventually he, um, you know, Caesar comes to trust, trust him and kind of love him. And everything, uh, but eventually he gets left alone with a scalpel because he's trusted and guts himself rather than continue to be a slave. Oh wow! And they talk about how Caesar mourned his death for months, hmm. like it was just like you know he, he considered him to be a free uh, like a friend, but you know Arcade never felt that way. Right. So exactly. I like that idea, that little weird suggested story of him just kind of becoming this intellectual sparring partner, mm-hmm. you know, without a uh, yeah yeah. Um, arcade is the, uh, the, the, the companion, the person, I guess, who like my own views on this stuff, like lines up the strongest with, mm-hmm. you know, just like, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> a voice of reason in, in a lot of this. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's really good. 
Um, hey, oh, and his perk is amazing. It's like oh, yeah. stim packs do like plus twenty five percent healing, <laughs> which, is, which is huge if you're playing uh, on super hard mode. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, you always end up at you know finishing these games with like seventy stim packs. Mm-hmm. But uh, going through those DLCs, like being able to save them leading up to that, mm-hmm. uh, was really useful. Yeah, you're using just like a quarter fewer stim packs. Yeah, yeah, which is which is huge. Um, so we talked about uh, going but throwing kind of through uh, side quest throughout the entire game. We talked about when you're in Good Springs initially, um, the Powder Gangers want this guy named Ringo. Um, you can go and talk to Ringo. This is an inter- this is kind of part of the tutorial, so it's yes. pretty basic. Um, you talk to Ringo and you're like, hey, we're going to fight back. And this is teaching you all of the different ways that your different skills will convince people things. Right. That's kind of the, the point is that like they're saying like, hey, uh, you know, it's not just speech. If you want uh, this crazy old man with dynamite to lend his dynamite, you have to convince him you're good with dynamite. Mm-hmm. So if you have explosives of 25, he'll he'll join you. Right. Uh, you can use uh, barter to uh, to get the uh, uh, merchant to give you uh, plenty of armor. Yeah, to know? outfit the the militia. Yeah. And like this is, you know, it articulates just like a Magnific- Magnificent Seven. You're just putting together, mm-hmm. you know, this defense against this encroaching threat of the power ga- powder gangers. Yes. Yeah. Um, so eventually you you do so and then you fight them off. Yes. And that's kind of the quest. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned, we go to Prim. Um, after you get Deputy Beagle out, um, <laughs> you need to find a way. He's the deputy. He does not want to be the uh, the sheriff. You say, like, hey, why don't you do this? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm a deputy. Yeah. <laughs> deputy Beagle's a piece of shit. Yep. Um, so you have a couple different options for installing law and order. Right. Uh, you can convince the NCR um, to do this, but you mm-hmm. have to, you know, get them to move stuff around, um, essentially and like pass a barter check and say like, Hey, you know, this will, this will be a net gain, um, because they're going to pay taxes, but there are far more interesting things you can do. Yes. Uh, one of which is go to the jail and start working with the powder gangers because there's a guy who's up there who used to be a mayor mm-hmm. has some experience doing it and you can install him. Uh, the thing you should do though, is pass a bunch of science checks and get prim slim to be the mayor. <laughs> um, because one prim slim is great. <laughs> Two, uh, and there aren't enough of these. You're going to hear it too many times, but especially when you're early on, you don't have a lot of news for Mr. New Vegas to uh, to say. But the the news clip from his coronation is one of my favorite things. <laughs> I'll put a marker like, here in case you can find it. Yeah. I'm going to get a yeehaw <laughs> for law and order in the town of. <laughs> then he can't, not re- found. He can't yeah. remember it because you going in there and uh, making him into a mayor erases the name of the town that he's. Well, he's kind of like a, a, a shit robot anyway. Yep. Um, and there, well, then there's this little side quest, too, that we didn't talk about where uh, Vicky and Vance's famous gun is missing from the display case, but mm. the robot can't see it. <laughs> you had to go in and use science to, like, unscramble him because somebody, you know, kidnapped or took the gun and reprogrammed him. So there's a little <laughs> weird, like, unmarked side quest to go find the gun. Yeah. There's so um, many of those. Oh, yeah. Too. Like, we're not hitting all the unmarked stuff. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Two, two extra episodes um, yeah. but yeah uh installing the robot mayor of prim is uh is pretty great 
Yeah. Um, uh, when you're walking out of Prim and kind of heading uh, across uh, over through Nipton and up to Novak, uh, there's a guy who runs up uh, basically begging to be killed. Um, yes. But he kind of starts off this uh, this this quest called a valuable lesson. That I ended up not doing. I don't think I've ever done it. Like this is just daunting. Um, so throughout this, you know, like the Nuka Cola of this place is Sunset Sarsaparilla. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, before the war, they were running this, uh, this contest, uh, to collect as many blue star caps. It's kind of like the, uh, um, the Native American shooting the star on the Tootsie Roll Pop wrapper yes. kind of things like, oh. and, and that's universal, right? You had that when you were a kid. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I did too. That was just kind of, uh, I haven't run into anybody who doesn't know what that is. Yeah. Like it was um, to the point where like, even though it wasn't like policy, if you, you know, if you were a little kid and you walked up to the, you know, the person at the convenience store and said, Hey, I have this, they would give you a free you know, yeah. it's a real pop. Um, cause you know, they, they wanted to make a little kid happy, I guess. <laughs> um, but I, I'd give a little kid a tizzy roll pop, but, um, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you collect, uh, 50 of these things. Um, and Malcolm, he has like a, a necklace of them. He's like, Hey, did you know these are really valuable? Hey, did you know yeah. my, my head is the only thing holding these on my body? <laughs> <laughs> murder me, murder me, murder me. Um, so you, so you eventually uh, you murder him. Getting these quests is kind of cool. Um, eventually, you talk to this robot named Festus, uh, who's actually awesome and tells you the the history of Sunset Sunset Sarsaparilla. Um, ultimately, it leads you into this area where other people had done the same thing and ran out of oxygen. Um, and you get a, a unique laser rifle. Yeah, for doing. I didn't do it this time around either. Um, it's not actually that bad. You have a chance whenever you open a Sunset Sarsaparilla, you have a certain chance of what it being a star cap. Yeah. Um. So you'll get a cap from it. Um, and they're, they're around, like if you mm -hmm. look for them, so it's not that bad, but it's also not the most interesting quest. Right. Still pretty good. Festus is cool. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't do it this time around either. Yeah. Kind of along with that, uh, there's, a uh, <laughs> in the, uh, Sarsaparilla plant, there's a bottle cap pressing machine where somebody is counterfeiting, uh, caps yes. and, uh, Alex McLafferty of the Crimson Caravan says, we can't have people out there devaluing our, our currency. So you yes. have to go and, uh, um, you know, disable that. That's a way for you to get to uh, the plant if you're following another quest line, but otherwise not yeah. much of a quest. Yeah. And there's also, she gives you some other errands too, uh, yeah. buying out Cass's contract, um, sneaking into the uh, gun runners and getting their specs yeah. and uh, uh, talking to the guy and getting him to quit his job. Yeah. So again, they're all really straightforward. We talked about them a little bit already. Yeah. Um, there's a pretty yeah. cool one that you can either start at uh, Nellis or in, uh, wait, no, I think you just have to do it in, in Nellis. Sorry. Yeah. You see, yeah, I started with the boomers. Yeah. Um, yeah. At, at the boomers, uh, the, the mechanics assistant, he is uh, watching down onto the, uh, the, the Crimson Caravan camp. He spots someone that he likes, you know, a, a young lady. And he uh, you know, says like, man, I really wish that we could get, get her up here. And you have to go through this quest to like, you know, get her out of her contract and to uh, give her the right stuff so she can pass uh, unexploded into that. Like there's a way to get a lot of negative karma. If you tell her just to approach the gates without giving her, the, <laughs> without giving her the clothes that she needs. Yeah, like, Oh yeah. Like she's like, Oh, is, is it the, <laughs> is it pretty shitty? Yep. Is, is, is that the cute guy who, uh, who I see looking at me through the, uh, looking back at me through the binoculars? Like, yeah, totally. I'll go get him. Go get yeah, him. Go, go get him tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, again, you can be evil in great ways in this. <laughs> um, there's some stuff you can do for the followers of the apocalypse. Um, and this is, uh, so this will up your reputation in free side. This can be part of the main quest because uh, having a high enough reputation in free side will make, um, I think you have to have a decent reputation to convince the guy to sell you the counterfeit, um, mm, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like this can depend, there's so many different ways to do it. So, um, but this can be something that you want to do. Yeah. 
Um, these are from uh, Julie Farkas from the Old Mormon Fort, another character who I wish had a better voice actress. Yeah. She's not a companion. She's just uh, super bland. She's a complandian. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the followers, what they do, I mean, they're set up near Vegas. They're really focused on uh, getting uh, people off of chems and, you know, mm -hmm. just basically fixing addiction problems. And, you know, they're really invested in trying to build up Freeside because, you know, whenever anything bad happens, they're there to fix them up. And there are these two people um, who are, you know, just kind of basically just strung out over a couch on chems that she wants to kind of bring in. So there's Bill Ronte who can fix the water system. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you can, uh, kind of use, uh, who's Jacob. I made a note of Jacob and I have uh, no idea who that is. He's, he's, um, he's another chem, he's the other person they want you to get. Mm. So they want to get Bill Ronte and they want to get Jacob. Jacob, uh, used to work on like creating fixer essentially. Oh, oh yeah. There we go. Um, so, and he's the one you just have to kind of, uh, go find in the bar. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill Ronte is the one who's kind of being held by this drug dealer named Dixon. Yeah. Um, who's the only person I know in the game who sells ultra jet. <laughs> um, so if you want to buy Ultra Jet, don't kill Dixon. Hmm. Um, you can just scare him off. This is a good place for terrifying presence. Yeah. Or you okay. can uh, you can pass a check and say, yeah, well, I can just spread rumors that you're helping the NCR. Exactly. Like, no, man, no. no. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can use these kind of uh, these things to get them off chems and get them to go to the mm -hmm. followers. Yeah. And you can re reduce the number of things by uh, getting a science check to uh, kind of like substitute stuff in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one, the Crimea River, I couldn't do because I had to kill all the cons. Ah, yeah. Um, so I got uh, one of those weird random fails <laughs> after this guy ran up to me and, and tried to kill me, and I shot him in the face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a kid named Jimmy the Punk. He's at Red Rock Canyon. He's a con, but he doesn't really fit in. He uh, can't pass the initiation rate. He's like, man, mm -hmm. I just, there's some followers here who gave us, you know, some poetry and <laughs> literature, and I'd really just like to go join them. And so you go talk to the followers, and they say, yeah, send them here. Mm -hmm. And that's and no the problem. Quest. Yeah, it's, it's super easy. Um, it just increases your, you know, you're just running errands at that point. But um, Jacobstown, where Marcus is, there's a couple quests there. Um, I kept expecting there to be more stuff with Jacobstown. Me too. It's so pretty. Like the, the, this is uh, this game's version. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's New Vegas's version of Oasis almost. Yeah. Um, do not tease the super using the body slope. <laughs> yep. Um, so the very first thing you have to do is there are some mercenaries kind of crowded outside, um, who say they're from the NCR. And they're harassing, uh, they're, you know, getting ready to attack and kind of harass. Mm -hmm. And uh, you talk them out of attacking. Um, they were not, they're not with the NCR. No. They were paid uh, to do this by, I want to say the cons or one of the uh, the groups around there. Yeah. Because they're uncomfortable with super mutants being nearby. Right. And so they're, they're trying figure, to frame the NCR. Yeah. So the, you know, they can just walk into the meat grinder. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, the kind of big quest, and this uh, ties into Lily, how you get another companion that we somehow missed. Oh shit! Um, up at the top, yeah, because huh. I mean she's she's the worst one. Hmm. Um, I think Lily's the least interesting companion, and I find her voice really great. Well, yeah, because she's got the standard night kind of voice. Yeah. Um. So uh, you get here, and uh, you kind of find out this conflict that's going on in Jacobstown between the uh, the nightkin and the the regular mutants, and it's a little bit like uh, Mister Fantastic and the Thing, where like Jacob said, uh, "Hey, I will," um, or not Jacob, Marcus said, "Yeah, stay with me. I will find a way to cure you." Mm -hmm. And just hasn't been able to do it. Right. Um, here. And the Nikon is, is about to boil over. Right. Um, so you need to help with this. Mm -hmm. And uh, Marcus is worried about this because he knows that if these if these Nikon, you know, go out into the wider wasteland, they're going to bring a lot of attention uh, to Jacobstown. And just, and just be... get themselves killed. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. he doesn't want that because it's not really their fault. 
Yeah. They're addicted to this drug, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can talk to uh, um, the doctor there, the former Enclave doctor, and say, like, hey, you know, what's going on? Can I help you out here? Um, and you learn about the, kind of these new abominations uh, who, again, later on, we find the origins of these guys. I love it. Uh, these Night Stalkers. Uh, who are these uh, kind of like lizard dogs? Basically dogs with chup- giant snakeheads. Yeah, they're 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 chupacabras, is what they are. Yeah, <laughs> um, and somehow they have uh, they have turned stealth. Yes, Oops. they can turn invisible. <laughs> so, which I and it's great when you have uh, Eddie with you when you can you can target them in vats because otherwise yeah. it's a real pain in the ass. Yeah, this is um, a you go in, tough dungeon. Yeah. You go into their their cave and you find a broken stealth boy on a nightkin body. Yeah, um, which is the uh, you know how these guys are doing it essentially. And you come back and talk to the doctor, and he uses this kind of technology or information to start working on a way to to cure this. Yeah. Um, Lily goes with you at this point. Um, Lily is a uh, insane uh, nightkin super mutant who thinks that you are her grandson or daughter. Yes. Um, and has kind of a voice in her head mm-hmm. that she listens to, and she doesn't. Um, she is a kind of the least developed companion in a lot of ways. Um, her perk makes stealth boys last twice as long, which is good. Yep. Um, but, uh, she doesn't even really have her own quest. She has a little unmarked quest mm-hmm. where once I, uh, he creates this cure, you can kind of convince her to either go off of her meds or keep taking her meds, mm-hmm. um, that have just kind of effects for her ending mm. and stuff, but it's yeah. not even really a fully implemented quest. Yeah. I didn't even know she was a, she was a companion. Um, yeah. like it was, I thought it was weird that I got an ending for her saying like, oh, she never got better, but she spent her days by the lake you know yeah thinking about her grandson I'm like, oh, all right yeah she'll, she'll <laughs> join you i mean she's i mean she's a melee powerhouse like she is like she is a super mutant so if you want somebody to get up and kill people really close she's great at it and yeah. she has a thousand hit points and she's really tough i just don't like her from a flavor perspective yeah so she feels like a late addition to me yeah yeah um so now let's move into the strip quest which uh takes up a lot of uh kind of real estate for this obviously yes. it's a game about vegas let's go to vegas yeah, so we're gonna some of these we're gonna go through real quick. Yeah, because there's not a lot to them. Yeah, like debt collector, you go to the Atomic Wrangler and they want you to go shake some people down. Yeah. Uh, this introduces uh, the the amazing Santiago. I love Santiago. <laughs> yeah. um, the amazing Santiago is wonderful. the uh, The reason why so these and they're not pointless quests, right? So when we say there's nothing to them, the first of all, the Atomic Wrangler Wrangler is a uh, kind of a big thing here. Uh, two, uh, it's doing the thing that good video games do, where they give you a quest to get you off exploring. Yes. So you get here, you're going to get this quest relatively early on, and it's just showing you the different parts of Freeside yeah. and stuff. Same thing with uh, Wang Dang Atomic Tango, <laughs> which is more uh, worth talking about, um, where uh, this guy, you know, the Atomic Wrangler uh, has, uh, you know, adult services um, <laughs> to it. And uh, you can go on this kind of recruitment drive to uh, for these three specific needs. Yep. Um, James Garrett sends you out um, yes. to, for a ghoul cowboy, a smooth talker for the boyfriend experience, and a sex bot. This yes. is this is hilarious. This is this is real good. So um, for, I love uh, I love the uh, James Garrett because he's not a bad guy. No, like these guys. Um, in my one of my versions of this, I ended up having them kind of ally with the uh, the followers, hmm. where they use the um, the followers fix their still, and then they used the um, the after products of it, or the byproducts to make. Uh, fixer mm. like you can set them up in a symbiotic relationship <laughs> um it's kind of great like these guys are good guys and they're set up to be kind of like you'd expect them to be shitty yeah uh since they're so involved in vice <laughs> um so for the the boyfriend experience uh that you go find this guy named old ben yeah who is this uh this cool guy who's uh, is this the guy who's had all the jobs yeah yeah like used to yeah. be the he used to work for the butcher before he found out that he was selling I gotta, uh, human meat 
I love this guy because you, you just keep uh, you just keep going. And then what happened? And then, <laughs> then what was your job? And he just has had like a thousand jobs, and it's it's really it's really great. And he used to be an escort, so it's like, hey, you know this this way at least you know sometimes you'll be able to keep your pants on, and uh, and bring some meaning to people's lives. Yeah, you know, just just want you to talk. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, you can uh, go to the followers. They have a they have a ghoul mercenary who is uh, helping to protect them. Beatrix Russell. Um, she's had you know a story pass as well, like most go like most ghouls do. Um, and you kind of bring this up, saying like, hey, if you're you know kind of bored uh, guarding these do gooders, you know there's some people who might want to fuck you. <laughs> you know, or, or, just, she, or just get whipped by you. Yep. Like you don't even necessarily have to do that. Like it's just like they they want a dom. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, a very specific fetish, like a ghoul dom cowboy cowgirl. Yeah. People, she says, it, but people who are into bullwhips and necrosis. Yeah, <laughs> super good. Uh, and then, kind of infamously, uh, you go to uh, this cerulean robotics to find a uh, a robot that you reprogram with um, like a specific sex routine that you get <laughs> from uh, the the first merchants um, and turn him into Fisto. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, Fisto, when you uh, first talk to him, he's like, you know, calibrating, need test subject or something like that. And like your options, I mean, is it's mildly uncomfortable because it's a little bit rapey. Mm-hmm. The things about it, though, is you can act, you can just be like, oh, yeah, like you have an option of being like, you know, is that all you got? Like <laughs> way into getting fisted by this robot. Um, it's just whether you want to be like, oh, no, nothing, you know, not there. Um, so it's a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. It's real juvenile. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm way into uh, way into Fisto. Yep, especially, I, especially the way that James reacts when you bring him back. It's real good. He's like, "Oh, oh, our cu- our customers will like that." Yeah, I mean, this thing will like, do anything I say. Yep. Yeah. When he said, "Yeah," I was like, yeah, "Some degenerates. Yeah, they even want to have sex with a robot." It's really good. And then uh, I love uh, sex spots in this because we didn't mention this, but Mister House has a couple of like lady <laughs> sex spots. Yeah. And one of my favorite things that Veronica will say after you leave the Lucky Thirty Eight is, uh, "I'm surprised Mister House only has two sex spots." <laughs> Or something like, really matter of factly, <laughs> and it's very charming. Uh, so yeah, this this is great. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, and then uh, so also in Freeside, uh, there's Birds of a Feather, and uh, this is uh, the Van Graffs, which you've been hearing about a bunch on the radio. And uh, if you go there, these are the the energy weapons merchants. And if you go there, you can start working for them. Yeah, these are the guys we either uh, stole information from or killed uh, in the uh, in, in Cassa's quest. Yes. Yeah. And and you have to do Cassa stuff before these guys. It's kind of like kind of sloppy design. Um, so you, you go to them, um, you get a job and uh, they have you watch the door <laughs> for a day, which is kind of fun. Um, this guy who seems like a perfectly nice guy who I'm later going to blast in the face. Um, <laughs> seems uh, He just kind of tells you, you know, hey, uh, here are the rules. You know, don't let any, no, everybody get searched, um, you know, and and uh, nobody gets in without being searched and see if they have, you know, look, they, like they have money. And then just a series of people come up who either try to violate the rules or try to, uh, you know, talk their way past them. And yeah. your job is to kind of handle them with tact because yeah. it's still a business. It's a, it's caps, please. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of a cool, kind of a cool quest. Um, but then they ask you to go get Cass and kill her, uh, which I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, so at this point, this is when me and Boone uh, set mines all over the place and then <laughs> murdered all of the Van Graffs, which will fund you for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Uh, stealing all these energy weapons. Yeah. Energy weapons uh, kind of uh, tip the balance on the economy in this. Like it, oh, totally. Yeah. In every way. Like, we're going to talk about it during the uh, the next episode, during the DLC one. But the DLCs, I feel like, are really weighted towards energy weapons. Yes. Um, And I wish I had tagged that on, like, almost any of my playthroughs. <laughs> yeah. I never do because they never sound cool to me. But then they're actually the coolest weapons in the game. Yeah. Or, or later. Yeah. Um, What happens if you do end up killing Cass, though? Because... They, like, uh... 
Yeah. So you, so you kill Cass, so you can't do Heartache by the Number. And then uh, they hire you to go be kind of a guard or go proctor. I didn't do it this time, but I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Of this meeting with Legion troops. Okay. That you end up, uh, like, or they, they want you to double cross. Like, you end up going there and killing all these Legion troops in a warehouse. Yeah. Um, I don't have the, all the memories because I, I didn't do it this time. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially that. You just get a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, you, yeah. go, you go down uh, this deal that's in, the, in this warehouse, and things go bad in the deal. Yeah. So, oh, no, here we go. I, I, uh, the NCR storm in. Mm. During it. And then you team up with the Van Graaff to take out the Legion and kind of pretend like, oh, no, we were doing this all along. <laughs> and uh, and that's it. And then you, you know, you get a bunch of free side fame and you get uh, the Van Graaff combat armor, which is pretty slick. Uh, and then that's that's really it, though. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like that. that's one of those quests. Like if it was just the like, hey, bouncing, you know, that, yeah, that, yeah. that'd be like I'd, I'd be more down with it. But like it's not a very attractive thing because I don't want to kill a possible companion. You know. It's uh, it's for some reason it feels because it interferes with the companion system. It feels worse than the other quests that are mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Like it feels worse than just making the NCR mad at me or the Legion mad at me. Yeah, like this is this is uh, you know, more elemental part of the game. That's and it's it's kind of weird. Like it's part of Cass's weird connection to the world that not everybody else has. Yeah, you know. But anyway, um, I also like classic um, inspiration. I I did not love classic inspiration. Oh, wow, it's because it's a lot of places I've already been to. Hmm. uh before so it's like the going and taking the the like pictures like i just fast traveling there and taking pictures yeah you know um i, I mean i like the story of this guy i like yeah, the, yeah. the idea behind him but i didn't actually like what i did that much mm-hmm. I like if it. i hadn't been there if it happened sooner and it was sending me out into places i hadn't been yeah i think i would have liked it a little bit more yeah I, so even if i was going back to places that i had already been like it got me like looking for these landmarks like not just thinking yeah. like oh this is just some flavor like it, it makes enjoying the scenery part of the goal Sure. Um, which is which is pretty cool and something that like yeah just it's just different right yeah yeah so this is this is one of the guys who left the vault um with his with his sister mm-hmm. and uh he is a guy who works in the neon lights like neon factory whatever yeah. and he's just not feeling it anymore no no he's um, got no inspiration and because he grew up in a vault he doesn't want to go outside like he's just like oh it's just way too much and if you can pass a medicine check um it's like oh you've got a you've got agoraphobia yeah yeah, so um, how can I bring this inspiration to you? And he gives you a camera. He has a working camera. <laughs> or you can just bully him for caps. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> hey, nerd, cough up 50 yeah. caps. <laughs> um, ooh, I'm the outside. Run. <laughs> but um, yeah, bullying isn't funny. But in this instance, it's it's written and sold as funny. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, like as we alluded to, you're going out and looking for these signs. Like, oh, he just he knows of these legendary signs out there that'll you know if, if I could just see them, it would give me that mojo back. Yes. So you go to these different places mm-hmm. and take pictures of these landmarks. Yeah. Don't even have to be good photos. There's no uh, Pokemon Snap thing. No. Nope, not at all. Which would you know would be a lot to to put into this. Yeah, I think <laughs> um, I'm okay that it doesn't do that. Love me as though there were no tomorrow. Take me out of this world tonight Take me, make me forget my sorrow um, Yeah, uh, Talent Pool is a, something for the tops. You talk to Tommy Torino, 
um, uh, the the rad pack. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, and he wants to go get some new talent. Yeah. Um, and he gives you a cut. And this is again just sending you out to places. Um, a lot of these people I'd already talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all show up on your quest marker, so it's not uh, you know, they're not hard to find. Yeah. But uh, this is again just getting you to to explore and kind of meet some characters. Yeah. The the the, the failed human. Uh, I say human because there's another comedian. The failed street comedian. Yeah, that guy's great. <laughs> Who you have to pass a barter check to get him not to work for pennies. Like he says, oh, I'll, I'll work for sandwiches. And, <laughs> and you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I can't do anything with a tenth of a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh hadrian who is, uh, is the insult comic who works at the uh, the atomic wrangler who i don't i don't love quite as much as the comic in fallout 2 which is one of my favorite things in any video game mm-hmm. but uh this guy is real good yeah um and- there's also the lonesome drifter who you find by a by a billboard he's a real well, weird- sand figure yeah weirdly is uh first of all he's heavily implied to be the son of the mysterious stranger from the perk yes that's i don't weird. get that. <laughs> that that's some weird lore stuff Second, he plays into a quest in one of the DLCs, mm-hmm. which is very weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then a, a, a singer who's on the run who's hanging out in Novak. Yeah. Um, um, and he is the uh, the son of your tribal from Fallout 2. Also weird. <laughs> like these weird, weird connections. Like this this feels like it was written by somebody else. Yeah. The uh, you, you get very little money for doing this, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of go around and, and do it, which it's it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um. This one, uh, Bye Bye Love, I don't recall that much. I know it's, this is the one where Kachino's a piece of shit, but it was yeah. broken for me the uh, way that Gamora was broken. So I'll mm-hmm. let you uh, kind of talk about this one. Yeah, yeah. So if you're out, out in the uh, courtyard, there's a, um, a woman named Joanna who works there. She's one of the prostitutes um who approaches and you know you you know she offers work but you can pass a speech check or a medicine check i think uh to kind of like get her to open up like hey something something more is going on here um and she opens up and you're like you have to go back to her room so you're in private because yeah uh kachino is uh is is doing some bad stuff um Mm -hmm. and she wants to escape um along with uh you know some of the other women but uh her only hope was uh carlito a former omerta who is kind of presumed dead but if you kind of go asking around, you can find out that he is living in Vault 21 um, and attempting to, you know, just like try and find a way to get her to escape. Um, and you work with him to get some disguises into the place. So at midnight, you can, you know, they, you can escort them out um, in disguise. Um, and this uh, kind of like ultimately ends up in either a gunfight outside in Freeside or um the omer the omerita thugs come up and uh you know give you shit for like hey when did you think you could get away with this you can pass a speech check to convince them that hey this is a secret job um kochina wanted them out of here anyway so you guys just kind of you fucked things up for me and then mm-hmm. they leave you alone yeah 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 so it's uh it's good it's a uh, it's a little uh you know you're you're, you're freeing prostitutes which is a good thing yes yeah and uh and you know enforced uh sex trafficking yes not into that nope um i don't care if people think i need to say that <laughs> not, not into that yeah. um this other one too this is an, I, it feels like i'm not doing due diligence um for some reason in my mind i had this set up as an either or proposition proposition with beyond the beef it's so uh, I, di- I didn't end up doing the feeble will uh because i definitely want to do beyond the beef and talk about it <laughs> uh yeah so feeble fe- with feeble will like there's a way to resolve it uh, to where this doesn't uh, um, kind of like get you, um, you know, stop you from doing beyond the beef. The the, the way that it is, and to give a little bit of background on this, there's a there, there's a guy outside um, the uh, the Vegas bus station, Walter Phoebus, uh, who's talking about this uh, this rancher 
you know, Heck Gunderson. Uh, yeah, Heck you know. Gunderson's a real good, Heck is a real good name. Yeah. Like if I, if I ever have a son. Oh yeah. He- like Heck Butterfield. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like into it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, he, you know, he wants, he, he wants some vengeance because Heck is this, uh, gigantic, uh, uh, big horner, uh, rancher who is kind of like buying up, like he's a, he's a big wheel at, 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 at the NCR and you can talk to his wife and convince him to just like, Hey, forget this. You know, you can go rebuild somewhere else. Um, you know, especially after you go and talk to Heck Gunderson, you find out that he's here because his son is missing. His son went missing during uh, a deal with the White Glove Society, the uh, the people who uh, run uh, the Ultralux. The, the Ultralux. The, yeah. And um, uh, if you uh, end up going through this, you uh, that this leads like right into the quest uh, Beyond the Beef, where you're trying to rescue Heck Gunderson's son. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Beyond the Beef. Um, I mean, this isn't quite true. We could almost do a podcast about Beyond the Beef. <laughs> uh, there's there's a YouTube uh, channel I really like called Game Maker's Tool Kit, which just talks about different uh, articulations of game design principles and stuff. And they did uh, their episode on side quests um, about this. Hmm. And their whole point was like, here are five totally different characters in the way they do the same quest. <laughs> um, and it's awesome. Like, yeah. it's well worth watching. If you never play New Vegas, um, watch that video. I'll put it in the show notes that I yeah, can't imagine the person it doesn't get to be into new vegas um it spoils the quest for you yes but it's one of the stronger quests in the game i think yeah. um yeah beyond the beef is super good yeah so let's talk about the uh the the ultra lux and the white glove society yeah this was part of my uh my side bets as well <laughs> i had to deal with these guys hmm. for for my ending um so this is the uh, ultra hoity-toity um casino yeah everybody um, every, everyone well, wears creepy like uh <laughs> Fuck you masks or fuck me masks, I guess. <laughs> fuck masks. Yeah, yeah. The, the, their eyes are wide shut. Yes, yeah, exactly. The eyes wide shut, fuck masks, um, tuxedos and everything. It is the, uh, and the casino, the little hinting that you're getting uh, from the radio is that like, you know, the food is really good, but there are tons of open tables. The <laughs> scarcity is an illusion. Like they're saying yeah. they can only seat so many people, but there's actually tons of room. Yeah. So you're like, hmm, I wonder why that is. <laughs> um, and it has to do with this, this beef thing where they're having a hard time getting high quality beef. Right. So they invited Heck Gunderson there, um, and they're about to make this deal, but his son shows up missing. Yeah. And so kind of the, the, the person who runs this place is Marjorie, and she's in the, you know, the, the, the casino's restaurant, the Gourmand. And mm-hmm. um, they're interested. They want to work with Heck to kind of stop the flow of Longhorner meat into the Mojave because, yeah, um, if ramen steak becomes a staple, then it's not luxury anymore, and they kind of lose their edge. Yes, uh, they want, they want that. Um, and it is, so you ask about this disappearance and she says like, Hey, uh, you know, there was a, another disappearance. There was one not too long ago in short that, you know, too many in too short a time. What are people going to say about my restaurant? <laughs> uh, go talk to Mortimer. Um, he's the guy and Mortimer's a real goddamn creep. Um, <laughs> and here's where this is the really deliciously evil way you can do this quest. If you want to is all through Mortimer. Um, because you can tell Mortimer if you have the cannibal perk, you can be like, hey, no, 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 I get it. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, then you understand. Uh, eating people is wonderful. Of course, that's why these people disappeared. Um, you know, we still have to get uh, Heck Gunderson off our back. Right. Um, so uh, the way that articulates evilly, and I'm just going to do the evil version real quick, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go back to the also sati- equally satisfying good version of it, is uh, you go and you kill uh, his son. You take some of his blood and then you frame Heck Gunderson. Hmm. You sneak into Heck Gunderson's hotel room and put his son's blood all over there and then tell the NCR 
hey, Heck, Un- Heck Gunderson, or not in the NCR, the uh, the murder bots outside. Mm-hmm. Hey, he killed his son. There's evidence in his hotel room, and they murder him. Mm. Um, while doing this, you can take any of your companions and leave them in the freezer to eat <laughs> for the for the Ultralux. So you can take any of your companions and sell them into meat slavery. <laughs> like food, become a food slave. <laughs> like all the food that I eat, they're my little food slaves. Yeah. They do what I say. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'll set you free in about 12 hours. Exactly. That, that's the evil way to do this is uh, just like, yeah, cannibalism. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm down. Down to yeah. calm. You're unlikely to do that. And, but if you kind of talk around to people, you actually learn that the Ultralux used to be cannibals. Yes. And they put this behind them because the thing that's really easy to forget when you see how beautiful the strip is, is that these were all just tribes. Right. That were brought in and kind of t- took upon themselves these affectations. Right. Uh, based on what they found in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they used to be a cannibal tribe and their original charter outlaws the eating of human flesh. But there is this contingent kind of led by Mortimer that wants to return uh, to the old ways. Um, yes. And you find out about this kind of like secret cult within this super creepy place. Um, uh, this, this spy, Chauncey, um, who you uh, go to. Well, before oh. that, you, you go to the hotel room with the first investigator. Oh, shit. Yeah. And when you go there, you find him dead. Um, you find a matchbook and two Ultralux assassins come in mm-hmm. and you've had your weapons taken away at this <laughs> point. So um, we didn't talk about this, but if you are good at stealth or you have, there's certain weapons you can sneak into a hotel. Yeah. Like 22 pistols and stuff. Yeah. Well, it, there's, there's actually like a, a wide range of it. Mm-hmm. So if you're the higher your stealth, if you get to improved holdout weapons, mm-hmm. if you have stealth 50, you can take in like much better weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, so you fight these guys off, you find the matchstick. It tells you a, a, the sauna to meet. You go there, you find Chauncey and he tells you about this whole scheme. Yeah that he had with uh, how about they want to go back to their old ways. Yeah. And about Mortimer's plan to, uh, you know, basically incriminate everybody. So yes. the punishment for eating flesh is, you know, death, like you're going to make us look bad, but uh, Mortimer is planning to butcher and serve up Ted Gunderson's son, um, uh, heck Gunderson's son rather, uh, and, you know, feed it to them and say like, Hey, yeah, I want to do this. And now all of you uh, are, are guilty. So like, isn't what are we going to do? Throw all of ourselves in jail? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious, don't, right? Don't tell me you didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. You you liked it. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You liked it. You liked it a little bit. You liked it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so so he says, uh, you know, hey, you know, I bet you they're probably pretty good at uh, making something that tastes like this. They've been trying to approximate the recipe because everybody really likes eating human flesh. It's like, it's like you know, maybe that's something of, uh, you can do. It's always sunny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he kind of gives you this idea, but then he's assassinated. Yeah, by one of Mortimer's goons. <laughs> so yeah, this is where uh, a lot of the uh, different articulations can come into play because you know you've got to stop this from happening. You've yeah. got to save Heck Gunderson's son um, while also thwarting Mortimer. At least if you're following the path that I did. Um, and most of this action takes place, you know, in the kind of like the the basement, the underbelly, in the kitchen. Yeah, you had to get into the kitchen first. Um, the ways you can get in, you can sneak in, you can pickpocket a key. If you have enough fame with the strip, mm-hmm. um, you'll get an honorary membership. Yes. Um, you head down there, you can do a couple different things. You can add medics to the wine uh, <laughs> to drug everybody so you can just sneak Ted Gunderson out. Yeah. Um, the coolest thing to do <laughs> is uh, make the fake human flesh um, and then uh, come in while he's giving the speech. <laughs> you have to so be stealth if you walk through. Like this is this is kind of shitty. If you walk through uh, standing up, then uh, everybody uh, attacks you for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Unless you have honorary membership, and then you're free to be there. Oh wow, I had honorary uh, membership, but they still attacked me. Weird. Yeah. I feel like that's a flagging thing. Yeah. Um, it's you have to be stealthy, or you have to wait for the end of the speech. There's like a way that it, 
like a flag that happens where you can come and expose them because he says, Hey, you just ate Ted Gunderson. You walk <laughs> up with Ted Gunderson and be like, you know, Hey man, I'm not eating. Um, and then get that guy. Hello. Get, like, <laughs> yep. I am. I'm, I'm full. I'm whole. Um, and that's how you get that, uh, Mortimer ousted. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, really cool. Yep. It's, uh, it, it is nice because like, yes, this place is creepy. Uh, their creepiness is an affectation and they're pretty bad. Like they're trying to keep food away from the strip. Um, but there's something so much worse and darker inside of it. And like, yeah, it's a shade of gray inside yeah. of it. Yeah. I, I really love it. Like I love that all the ways this can articulate. Yeah. It's a really good quest. Um, and you get rewarded mm-hmm. um, with a lot of money and you can convince, uh, heck hex is just like, yep, I'm going to raise this place to the goddamn ground because <laughs> he has the power to do it. Yeah. Um, and you can convince him like, no, you know, it wasn't actually them. It's not their fault. Yeah. It's just one guy and you can convince him not to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, North Vegas is kind of a small North Vegas and West Vegas are kind of small areas. Yeah. And there's not too much to this. Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, you can run some errands like for the, for the local, you know, like old guy who watches over things. Um, <laughs> and uh, this involves like rescuing uh, a woman's daughter from falling in like with this wrong crowd who is like trying to uh, extort her family for money. Yeah. And and there's some cool personalities around here. This is where uh, mean son of a bitch is. Mm, yeah. The, uh, the super mutant who, uh, who guards this area. Um, they also have like a co-op here. It's like, it's actually kind of a well-developed community. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that more, it also feels a little unfinished. Um, one of my, like, I don't actually like these quests very much, but I love how hidden this is. Um, <laughs> in fallout one, there's the stuff with Loxley, the, uh, the thief who lives, uh, lives under the, the town. It's really weird. You'll go through the entire game without ever running into Loxley. Yeah. That's what uh bleed me dry feels like. Yes. Like Red Lucy, because it's very easy for you never to think to go down in the sewers. <laughs> Nothing ever sends you down there. No. And in your wildest dreams, you did not think that there is a gladiatorial arena <laughs> uh, down there where people fight different monsters against each other. Yeah, like this whole underground society, quite literally, of like just barely civilized raiders fighting gigantic yep. monsters. Um, so you're introduced to the Red Lucy. You find this in this place called the Thorn. Um, and her quest structure, you can do a lot of weird things with her. You can fight. Um, in these things for money um, where you just fight increasingly uh, bad odds against yourself of animals. Mm-hmm. You can pair up any two animals you want, <laughs> uh, which is something people do on YouTube all the time now. Like if you go on YouTube and search like fallout for uh, 10,000 uh, or, you know, 100 death claws versus Liberty prime. Like someone's <laughs> yeah. modded that together to, to have that fight. And it's kind of cool. Um, but you can do that or her quest or to go to increasingly dangerous areas to get uh, eggs for different animals. Yeah. So they can raise them to be, to be fighters. Um, ultimately ending with uh, going and getting Deathclaw eggs, which is the hardest thing. Right. And your reward is either a shotgun called Dinnerbell or the ability to sleep with Red Lucy. Yes. Um, so it's, I don't actually like this quest that much. It allows mm. you to fight a lot of monsters, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but it, I love how hidden and weird it is. Yeah. <laughs> just, it feels like a different uh, like a different game almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So next up are a section of on the NCR quest. Um, a lot of these I couldn't do because I got locked out of them. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah, um, so, and then there's also ways that like so I did Helios like there are quests that work for multiple things, yeah, multiple yeah. factions too. So I just put it here because it was just organizing that in a different place would be weird. Sure. Um. Yeah. So, like, not all of these you need to like we need to hit. Like we mentioned, uh, going and doing the quest for the Mojave Outpost. The can you find mm-hmm. it in your heart to uh, to take care of some of the threats along the road. Uh, my favorite detail about this is that uh, um, they can't actually pay you because they can't. Uh, they they basically can't bring in mercenaries. But like some stuff falls off the back of the truck for you. You get some caravan yeah. lunches and a rifle. Um, the, some stuff gets requisitioned your way. Yeah. Um, most of the stuff really is for, uh, like different, uh, d- different outposts and different camps. So like there's an irradiated town to the South called camp searchlight. 
mm-hmm. um, that is, you know, like, okay, well, the, the, the Legion came along and just uh, uh, dirty bombed this place to all hell, and we can't actually occupy it. So the, the NCR are off to the side. You end up, you end up working with uh, First Sergeant Arster uh, for a lot of this. Um, he sends you off to Cottonwood Cove, which is normally the way you go to, uh, to get to uh, Fortification Hill. Um, and, uh, you know, you kill everybody there. Uh, well, I, I killed everybody there already. So it was super easy <laughs> to bug the radio. Um, <laughs> just walk yeah. up and okay, okay. Yeah. Well, he says, uh, oh, wait, you got you go there, gather up all the intel. He jokes about like, yeah, while you're at it, wipe out the whole camp, which I did. It's <laughs> like, oh, well, I didn't expect that. Basically, this entire thing for me working with the NCR has been like exceeding their expectations and then being surprised anybody has any initiative. um there's another uh place so because this place is irradiated there are a lot of ghouls running around like oh there are ncr people who are feral and arster uh wants you to uh you know kill them put them out of their misery but there's a guy private edwards who's ghoulified uh in this little house and you have to uh convince him like hey i'm gonna get you out of here he wants me to kill you but uh there are probably places you can go he won't leave because he's afraid of rat scorpions (laughs) So you have to kill all the red scorpions outside of his house. Um, uh, and you can send them to Camp Echo, which is one of the few NCR places that will uh, they'll, they'll accept ghouls. Uh, that's only like one small part of it. Um, otherwise, they're, you know, you just have to kill a bunch of them. I couldn't find enough. You have to kill like nine. I only have like seven. I wasn't sure. Like maybe I gived somebody and I couldn't get their dog tags. Mm. Uh, something like that. It was just a real kind of, I just couldn't complete it. But it was good to get the uh, private Edwards side of it. Yeah. Um, there's a a series of like scavengers um, beneath one of the churches, I think, who's there looking for a shipment of radiation suits, uh, which makes being in this heavily irradiated town a lot easier. Um, but yeah, you can just go get these uh, from a town north of Nipton and go with them to, you know, hunt and raid in the uh, the, the police and fire stations here uh, for NCR goods. And because they are bad guys, they'll attempt to kill you after you uh, finish it. Yeah. Did you, oh. did you end up doing anything with uh camp forlorn hope um yeah i did the uh the so yeah i went and took out the the hostages or, or the uh yes the uh, i took <laughs> out the legionaries at uh, nelson yeah um so you go to camp forlorn hope and they're having a rough time because they're in close proximity to nelson mm-hmm. and they want you to go rescue their rangers um or put the hostages out of their misery um mm-hmm. you don't have to go kill the hostages no um so i went and cleared out nelson because mm-hmm. me and boone go kill uh, legion towns that's mm-hmm. what we do. <laughs> and uh, did that. And that was all just, again, pretty, pretty basic. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you get this uh, Restoring Hope quest, um, which is has to do with them. Um, they're kind of having some problems in general and need you to help get them up to stuff because the uh, NG- NCR is perpetually kind of undersupplied yeah. and understaffed. Yeah. Um, so, so you just kind of, again, just kind of errands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just exploring around this place and kind of like getting to learn the intricacies of the NCR. Uh, there's a pretty cool uh, quest, Medical Mystery, where uh, somebody mm-hmm. is stealing Hydra. And, uh, you know, if you stake out the uh, the medical tent, you discover this guy who's been, you know, taking this. He's depressed kind of about where he's at and he wants to escape. And uh, you can convince him to turn himself in. You know, he's yeah. just like he's completely burned out by being there. And Hydra regrows uh, lost limbs. <laughs> so, like, that's a weird thing to OD on. Like, I was really hoping he would be like a centaur at the end of this. <laughs> I like, have all of the arms. I have all the limbs. I'm well armed. Um, <laughs> Return to Sender is one of the quests that I think what you do is really boring, but the context is what makes it good. Oh, for sure. Because this is a really satisfying ending, <laughs> but you have to do a lot of running around. Yeah, this is sending you far and wide. 
um, yeah. like as far north and as far south and as far uh, kind of west as you're going to go. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the radio oper- operator says, yeah, we've got, uh, you know, just basically we need to rotate our codes. We need to do it every once in a while. It feels like somebody is feeding us false information. Can you go there and deliver this? And as you go to these different camps, you know, Delta, Alpha, Foxtrot, you're finding like all these just kind of like weird just stuff's not adding up. Right. Yes. Like there's a tale of like a, a Legion trained super mutant who's uh um attacking and uh in reality the 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 troops blew themselves up playing with a grenade. Uh, um mm-hmm. lots of casualties, but everybody's fine. Uh trained death claw used by the cons, that's not really true. And everything, uh, aside from this one camp being entirely raised, kind of points back to this one relay guy, uh, uh, Chief Hanlon, who's at Camp Golf, kind of this old resort, uh, who's you know signed off on all these false reports that have been passed around. And you have to go confront him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's uh, this is uh, he's voiced by uh, Chris Chris Kristofferson. Yes, uh, who is the, uh, the the guy from Blade, <laughs> um, the, the uh, old Wheeler or whatever his name is. Um, boy, why do I remember that? <laughs> um, and you, you talk to him, you kind of learn his story. Um, and you can find out his story at any time, but, uh, he's just really disillusioned with the NCR. Um, and he is actually misdirecting the NCR. He's not like working with the Legion to, for so the Legion will win. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants the NCR to pull out. Yeah. He's trying to make the, the, the wasteland seem like crazier and less safe than it is. Yeah. Uh, because he's had it with war. Yeah. Like he, really. you know, when you talk to him, you get his background and stuff. And he's kind of a great character. Like he's really <laughs> good. Um, at, some point you can say like, okay, that's fine. You can uh, expose him. Um, if you expose him, a radio transmission comes where he broadcasts everyone, apologizes and kills himself. Jesus. Um, which is pretty intense. Uh, and then there's another way to convince him not to, that is doesn't involve him murdering himself. Yeah. Too, I believe. Um, but pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, this And all the little details are really interesting. <laughs> and it gives you an excuse to go all these little like weird camps. Yeah. You know, really just, dangerous. just slipping between them is not that fun. Yeah. Really dangerous in a lot of places. Yeah. Too. Like that far West one by the cons is uh, just covered by Cazadors. Yeah. Cazador city yeah. where the, where the <laughs> wings, where the stings are hard and the wings are pretty. Like, <laughs> Oh, won't you please take an antidote? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I like this uh, a lot. I think you put it mm-hmm. very well. Um, what you do is bad, but the reason you do it is good. Um, anywhere I wander is a little dungeon where you rescue some people yeah. uh, that were ca- captured at, uh, I think these are the people who were captured at uh, Nipton, mm-hmm. um, possibly. Um, that Lucky Old Sun is a major quest. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you find Helios 1. There's some NCR people behind it. And kind of going through it, you learn this history of it being, it was held by the Brotherhood. Um, the NCR took it over, essentially, and, re- and ousted them yeah. um, because they were trying to find uh, the secret of of this thing. Um, and you get there and you're introduced to one of my favorite, uh, characters. Fantastic. <laughs> um, fantastic so much. Fantastic has, a, it's like the dialogue from fantastic is so good where it's like, <laughs> they were just going door to door and asking who was a scientist. I said, I had them covered, you know? And he's like, he, they asked if I had a, a degree in theoretical physics. I said, man, I got a theoretical degree in physics. <laughs> he's so confident. Yeah. Um, he's just this, this, this stupid young scientist quote-unquote, wearing sunglasses and talking like Christian Slater. He's really good. Um, there's another guy in here, too, who's a follower mm-hmm. guy. And essentially, like, the way this quest works uh, is you fixing Helios 1 up, yeah. going through this place and kind of going through this robot dungeon, um, you know, starting this generator, fixing these uh, uh, solar panels and the like. Um, if you do the kind of research and dig through here, you find out uh, that you end up having this choice uh, here because Helios 1 
was never meant to be like a power plant. Right. Um, it functions as stuff. It's giving kind of minimal power. It's actually a crazy weapon. <laughs> um, and you can do a couple different things. Um, you can keep it as a weapon. Um, if you get this item called the Euclid Sea Finder, which is uh, there's a kid running around in uh, using it as a toy laser gun, which I love <laughs> um, because it only works as a toy laser gun because this thing isn't turned on. <laughs> so every time he pulls this trigger, it's not obliterating free side <laughs> because you haven't turned on the thing. Right. Um, you go get that thing from him. You trade him for his laser. Um, you get this ability to call down a solar energy strike once per day. <laughs> that is like one of the most devastating attacks in the game. Yeah. Um, you'll never you never need it, but it will wipe out. <laughs> You know, it'll wipe out the Legion camp, yeah. like everybody within its, its range <laughs> and stuff. Um, the more humane thing to do is reroute the power. Yeah. Um, NCR wants it, obviously. Um, you can write it, write it just to the strip or you can give everybody gets a little bit of power. Yeah. Uh, which is what uh, the followers of the Apocalypse want. Yeah. The uh, RK gets really angry if you uh, send, it, send it to McCarran. Yeah. Um, in the strip. Um, and fantastic. Yeah. He's happy because he gets a cut. Of all the power yeah. they sell. So. Yeah, no matter what it is, he, he gets a certain amount per kilowatt hour. Yeah. And he even tells you that too. Like, there's nothing redeemable about Fantastic. <laughs> like, he's not, you know, he you can't, there's no quest. You don't change his mind or anything. He's just like, hey, man, I'm just Fantastic. Uh, he's real good. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, Helios 1 is pretty great. Be sure it's true. When you say I love you It's a sin to tell a lie Millions of hearts have been broken Just because these words were spoken I love you yeah uh, so the, the there's some quests you do for bitter springs uh this is the place where boone uh kind of messed up mm-hmm. um earlier on um and they're just really bad like this is still kind of a, a refugee camp um in yeah. effect and if you go there you can run some more errands for them um including like figuring out uh uh how to save a bunch of people at the uh the infirmary like they just you know they they need uh some books essentially on like okay well we've got a lot of people like like juvenile psychology and we need just just anything can help so you go get some of those books from the crimson caravan company um kind of the the the, the centerpiece quest of this aside from the errands and stuff um is to go uh, it's, it's called climb every mountain and uh, there's somebody who's picking off these refugees up uh from the mountains and so uh if you go up there um you can investigate and there's this great con straggler uh, who's up there and you can talk him into returning uh, to Red Rock Canyon saying like, yeah, like you may not know that they made it out and you know, your people are waiting for you just head there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite uh, NCR quests is this flags of our follow-ups, <laughs> foul ups at a uh, camp golf. Um, and this is really cool. Like you go to camp golf and uh, <laughs> there's this military unit that is just kind of like a fuck ups and rejects. Um, <laughs> it's and a real stripe situation. Sh- it's, it's, it's very striped. <laughs> And you have to, uh, I mean, I defy anyone to remember what happened in the second half of Stripes. The, um, so, so like, uh, you, you go there and you have to whip them into shape. And what I love about it is it's like four distinct personalities. It's like uh, the Poindexter, who is, uh, you know, is really arrogant. Um, O'Hannity, who's this farm boy who's just like wants everyone to be nice. Raz, who is the former fiend who's like real badass. Mm-hmm. And Mags, who is like the one kind of reasonable person. Right. And you can do this a couple of interesting ways. And these guys get their own ending. 
Um, you can train them if you convince them all to work together, which is a lot of uh, kind of speech checks and stuff. Yeah. Um, you can also do the shortcut ways, which I love because Poindexter says like, hey, why don't you just go and fake our grades, um, which works. <laughs> because and, Poindexter, he got in the military so we could coast up to a pension. Yeah, his talking to him is great because he's like, hey, if I get promoted, I'm going to be where it's dangerous. If I do too badly, I'm going to get washed out. If I just hang out here, I just get, you know, I get to live in the NCR and it's wonderful, which like totally makes sense. Um, and then Raz is just like, yeah, the way that we're going to increase combat effectiveness is with fucking psycho. And uh, you give them a bunch of psycho and they do well, um, you know. Uh, they actually perform well, but it, and their ending slide goes poorly with either of those two results. So either yeah. totally unprepared and get <laughs> slaughtered or uh, they're like one of them overdoses or something like that. Yeah. I've never done a Ohanity. Like, just like, hey, I just, I just want everybody to be nice and talk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, uh, did, does he get an ending slide or is it just kind of like, and they were massacred? He doesn't get his own uh, ending slide. You can, you, uh, can make everybody be nice to each other, mm -hmm. um, but then you still train them. Yeah. So. Um, and, and Mags is the one who's like, Hey, you know, come up to the firing range. We just, we just need to run drills. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. So yeah. And you can teach them and you give them like tips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo I love the bad tips that you can give them. If you That's fail the quest, like, yeah, <laughs> it's like for like a, like a bad explosive, like, okay, what you need to do is throw the grenade right away and throw it directly at them. Yeah. Ex <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throw it, throw it really fast and then wait and then count, <laughs> you know, things like that. Like it's very good. Yeah. Uh, Camp Aerotech, not too much is happening here. There's a guy who uh, lost his family um, and they were captured at Cottonwood Cove, but they were actually running away from him mm. because he was, you know, abusive. And so you pass a speech check, or I did anyway, uh, to get him to straighten up his act. And uh, that's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, maybe in time, but like they're safe. They're out there. Um, get get your shit together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't end up doing these ones. These were locked out. Yeah. Me, so. Yeah uh the coyotes uh there's some yeah the, <laughs> the, the, like this is just finding out about like human trafficking and smuggling it's real depressing but uh you confront the uh the human traffickers and uh and and kill them mm -hmm. uh kent mccarran is uh kind of the big one this is the this is the major center of uh of a bunch of this stuff it's a former airport yeah and uh this is where most of the ncr quests are um and this is also you can take a shuttle to go back and forth between the strip yeah and kent mccarran if you'd like to do that but you get this idea of them sending um People, you know, there for a weekend, yeah, leave and the like, and uh, we get a bunch of different different kind of quests here. Um, the uh, so I don't hurt anymore mm -hmm. um, is uh, you're dealing with this first recon group, which are the people that uh, you know Boone was from, mm -hmm. um, as you mentioned, uh, from Lieutenant Gorobetz, which like I don't seems like a weird <laughs> name, um, and you find out that these people are uh, pretty damaged, yeah, um, at this point, and you end up talking uh, to Betsy, who was sexually assaulted by one of these fiends. Yeah. and uh she's kind of responded to it and i don't know about the politics of this yeah i don't think it's handled insensitively i just don't i don't actually know though it didn't feel like that to me yeah um but she's she's kind of become hypersexualized yeah. at this like she's just like hitting on other women like crazy yeah um so if, if this is coming from a place of evil you know let us know I, it didn't seem like it it's yeah. not articulated in a way that's mean spirited at all right um and you get her therapy yeah like uh you had to convince her like hey you know mental trauma is debilitating yeah, and you're but, not as good to your unit as you would be if you got some therapy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you the, get, uh, or go ahead. Oh, and, and you get access, like the last, the last task is to go to the New Vegas medical clinic, um, to tell like, Hey, Hey, you're, you're going to have somebody coming for you. You know, yeah. you're not <laughs> just coming for you. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look out. The doc, doctor, doctor giggles <laughs> on the case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but this is a place where you can get implants that, uh, that kind yes. of affect certain, you know, stats and skills and stuff. 
and also being able to fast travel here in the gun runners and having them be exterior locations is so good. Oh yeah. Um, where you just walk up to a counter that's in the world. <laughs> um, implants, uh, are really interesting because it's one of the reasons why you don't want endurance to be a dump stat. Yeah. Um, because every point of endurance you put in can give you a plus one to a stat. Yeah. Like money will become no object. You can just keep pumping your other stats as long as you have points of endurance as well as get an armor and an HP regeneration yeah. uh, kind of mod. So pretty good to put points into endurance. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a spell on you is a really cool quest. Um, this is, uh, is, is pretty neat where you talk to uh, Colonel Sue, uh, who suspects that somebody is leaking NCR in- info. Yeah. And so you stake out one of the radio towers and, uh, you know, find Colonel Curtis, who is, you know, relaying information to the Legion. Um, yes. and it's one of the uh, Frumentari, yes. which are the, uh, the scouts and spies. Yeah. Um, and there's the last thing here, uh, Curtis's dying message is like, oh, you know, I- I'm worried about the monorail. So uh, if you don't do if you don't do this right, um, you can lose that quick access to the strip. Yes, because the monorail gets blown up. Yeah. Um, if you if you get the right if you do this right, you go there and you disarm the bomb. Yeah. Um, beforehand, and you get like tons of uh, legion accolades. Um, there's one little unmarked quest here that is really pretty fun, is worth talking about. Hmm. Um, which is that uh, there's one of they have a legion uh, frumentari are captured, and uh, they can't get them to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to do some cool good cop bad cop stuff with them and it's it's really fun the way it uh it articulates um, to get some information mm-hmm. um you can go in there and you can you, know, you can punch him but you can also be like hey i'm actually with the legion caesar sent me to kill you because before you tell any secrets and convince this guy that you're with caesar mm-hmm. and then the other person you're working with the, the kind of hard-nosed sergeant keeps interrupting you to come in <laughs> so every time you come back and be like okay she's gonna leave us alone little for a little while brace yourself i'm sorry brother and like things like this <laughs> yeah. and you can really scare the shit out of him oh, that's um, good it's a super cool quest. Yeah. And, uh, and Boone loves it. If you go in there and just beat the shit out of him, like, yeah. you know, like two or three points for Boone's Boone's thing. Yeah. Boone um, approves. The whitewash is also really cool. Um, this game, I didn't, I read about it and didn't end up triggering it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I didn't find him. Yeah. Or anything. I remember liking this quest, but again, I didn't, uh, didn't end up triggering it this time. Yeah. So, um, Boyd, Emma Karen, she's kind of worried about this missing troop um who uh has kind of like run off his uh, last name is white um and she knows that he frequented a prostitute who i have here in the notes as a prostitute industries named uh named dazzle and so you know she tells me like hey check his belongings and you kind of follow this uh line of questioning until you get to anderson who's this follower over in west side it's kind of a uh, underdeveloped place over there um and you find out like oh like what happened is you know this follower killed white in this argument about uh water distribution and regrets it. So you have to, uh, you know, like I lied because I don't want the NCR to come down on the, on the followers. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I tell Boyd like, Hey, you know, he fought, he, he died fighting this gang called the scorpions. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and, uh, she gives me a, a key to his locker of, uh, confiscated goods. And there's some good stuff in there too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, three card bounty is, uh, then it's essentially you dealing with the fiends because yep. um, the fiends are irredeemable. Like they're just drug addled maniacs. And it's what it's the only like straight up like fallout three or fallout four style raiders mm-hmm. in the, in this game really. Um, so you talk to uh, the sergeant um, who has a real bad melty candle face in <laughs> Heron, um, and he gives you these three bounties of these three different uh, fiend leaders, <laughs> uh, Violet, um, Driver Nefri and Cook Cook. 
and they're kind of like gimmick supervillains <laughs> yep. characters. Yeah, um, despite Sergeant King, it's kind of nothing special. But um... no, no, it's kind of fun to go fill bounties. Oh yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. So Violet, she uh, she she runs with a pack of wild dogs, and this is where you can get one of the brains uh, for uh, you know, ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yep, um, which is pretty good. And Driver Neffy, uh, he kills people with golf clubs. <laughs> yep, that's his his secret move. And then uh, Cook Cook. Uh, who is the pyromaniac who loves uh, he has a pet ramen and if you kill his pet ramen he goes berserk and attacks his own man yeah pretty great um yeah yeah uh so let's get to some of these vaults actually um i yeah. want to end with 11 because it's the strongest but yes. um let's start also with a strong one uh with their stands the there's grass. also just a real quick I, I and i'm just pointing this out so we don't get called out on it there's one ncr quest i can't remember what it's called but you get sent to rescue an NCR trooper from the fiend's vault. Hmm. And that's where you can go and kill the leader of the fiends and actually affect their ending slide by killing all of their leadership. Oh, um, I can't remember who gives it to you though. It might be Sue. Yeah. Um, but somebody says like, it, it might be in a Mark quest too. It might be a note mm -hmm. you get, but he says like, Hey, he's captured and you get to go into the fiends vault and murder them all. Yeah. Um, it's kind of neat. If you've been to the big cons, you can trick them into letting you in by saying you have drugs. Yes. Like, Hey, I'm with the cons. <laughs> I'm delivering a shipment and then they let you in and then you can murder from within. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do let's do vaults. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So the quick way through the NCR, at least, to get into uh, Vault 22, and there are lots of ways to do this, is with a quest that you get uh, uh, called There Stands the Grass. Um, yes. And this is, you get this by talking to Hildern, who's the scientist at NCR, um, who, you know, says like, hey, we need you to go get some uh, some info off of this vault server uh, to discover, you know, kind of the secrets by like, hey, why is this place overgrown? But another researcher like pulls you over and says like, yeah, there's, he's been sending a lot of people to that mm. and they don't come back. Um, and if you can bring back my friend, this, uh, you know, uh, Akili, um, uh, this is like, hey, well, you know, I'll give you something like. You know, Hildern doesn't care about her, but here's this. And so you go to Vault 22, um, which its vault hook is uh, like, oh, this is a place where we bring a lot of plant specimens in. And can we can we basically get by and survive just off of vegetation? Yes. And <laughs> and fuck you, Morrissey, you cannot. Um, the, uh, so uh, you go through and you kind of learn the the. One of the things I love about these uh, these Fallout games that use the Oblivion engine is they use the uh, the Oblivion style like lush you know, thing lush, uh, uh, got assets mm -hmm. to good effect, you know, cause it, we found it with, uh, in fallout three with Harold's area, mm -hmm. you know, with the, the oasis. And here it's just like, you go from just kind of desert, uh, in, into this area that is just full of green lush vegetation. <laughs> and it is really awesome. Yeah. But here you have these uh, mutated like spore people. Yeah. So they were brought down like, Oh, we've got some Vetus fly, fly traps to handle pests. And Oh, we've got mm -hmm. this fungus from a place called the big, uh, the big empty or big mountain, uh, yes. that, uh, you know, can, can also handle some of these pests and deal with mites and also turn us into horrible plant monsters, which don't show up on your radar until they attack. Right. Like they, they are, they are, uh, camouflage. Mm -hmm. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, these guys are cool. <laughs> and, uh, the idea here is, you know, you eventually find Keely, you get her out. Um, and she's like, Hey, you can't give this data to the guy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I can. Uh, so she wants you to erase it. I erased it and I blamed somebody else. I said, somebody else erased it. Mm -hmm. Um, but you end up blowing up a uh, part of this to, you know, send this, uh, this fireball or something like that through the ventilation system. Yeah. You, you have, have to do this really difficult 
fantastic oh yeah like it's it's horrible to survive this like yeah i end yeah. up having to chem up and like there's a place you can get uh, to get behind a door but like she she floods it <laughs> she floods the lower chamber where a lot of this is coming from with, with gas and you have to you know figure out a way to you know blow this place up um without uh, without dying yourself um i ended up uh um i talk her out of erasing it by passing a science check saying like hey in the right hands this can probably uh be used you know to help feed a lot of people right Mm-hmm. Um, and I take it back to Hildern, who's this beep boop logic bot, doesn't care about people at all. And, uh, you know, he assures me they're not going to make the same mistakes. They will. Yes. <laughs> um, they probably will. <laughs> However, you know, it seems like, you know, food in the waste, like it's worth study. Uh, just this, uh, this isn't the guy yeah. for it, but it's a cool vault. It's visually interesting mm-hmm. and, and fun to work through. Um, the sex, next vault I don't like as much. Yeah, this is the one like we talked about, like, oh, it's just a regular vault. You're fighting a lot of uh, ghouls and radiation. Yeah, like there's a pretty neat uh, choice at the end of it, especially if you're doing the Hard Luck Blues quest. Um, mm-hmm. Again, getting it, getting at it from the NCR um, angle. But uh, the NCR sharecropper farm is getting, you know, radiation from the groundwater. And Vault 34 is kind of the nearest uh, culprit. And so you fight through this. And, you know, this is the place, again, that has all the, uh, all the weapons and stuff. This is uh, some of the best light armor you can get outside of dead money um, mm-hmm. is to get their security armor. Um, and if you, you know, fight your way, uh, down beneath the, uh, um, you know, to, to, to the reactor room, you can, uh, get to this terminal and decide, okay, well, there's a family trapped, you know, in the very center of this, like, you know, the, like the five remaining members or whatever. Um, and, uh, okay. You can either shut off the generator and trap them forever or, um, you know, set them free and doom, uh, this, uh, you know, basically the, the best, uh, cropland in the yes. area. Which is cool. Like that, that part actually is, is pretty neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you make your, make your choice there. It is connected to a couple different quests, but it's also something you can just kind of stumble upon. Yeah. Um, the other two vaults that we, uh, real quick before we talk about the money vault, um, one of them is the casino vault, which we talked about. The other one, the powder gangers have taken up residence in. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the gimmick to that vault, but essentially there are fire geckos in the basement and <laughs> they want you to kill them. Yeah, because everything with the powder gangers is pretty boring. <laughs> the uh, the the gimmick to uh, to Vault Nineteen was that uh, um, they just kind of stayed locked up longer than everybody else did. Mm. Um, like they, I think they had like a benevolent dictatorship that actually ended up working on like Vault One Hundred One. Okay. Um, and, uh, they opened up just in time for the powder gangers to come in and say, nope, fuck you. That's um, unfortunate. I'm also realizing this may have been vault three as well. The one that the fiends, uh, took over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that's the vault, the vault, the fiend one mm. is the, is the one where they had the, uh, benevolent dictatorship. Cause yeah. there's, there's references to it. Um, but real, real, the real money here is, <laughs> yeah. uh, is vault 11. Um, which again, there's that one brotherhood quest that can take you into here. Um, but you don't have to, right. uh, go into it. Um, and you go into it and you're immediately kind of beset. There are so few combat encounters in this. Right. So I want to point that out is that like you fight a couple of mantises. Um, so it's not about fighting. It's about learning the story. <laughs> uh, and there are these tons of unique assets because there are tons of posters. Right. And they're like uh, vote, you know, vote whatever for human dignity block. <laughs> vote, uh, vote blank for the justice block. Yeah. Um, Etc. <laughs> and you, you kind of learn the story of this, this vault. And it's told to you in reverse. Almost. Yes. Because when you when you show up like right outside the uh, routes at the gate, uh, there are, you know, some bodies and you pick up a note that's kind of like the like their last moments. Right. It's an audio log. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, we made it. We can get out. You know, should we like, is this even worth it? And uh, we know that they didn't. Um, (laughs) They were then within eyesight of the door and didn't leave. Right. Um, Um, And instead they shot themselves, except for the last person who, you know, just like (sighs) then you hear the gun hit the floor and then he leaves. Yeah. Yeah, so one one person uh, made it out. Yeah. Um, so the uh, uh, 
you kind of move through and you get the story from terminals and stuff that the concept behind this vault, which is like my favorite vault, um, is that uh, the overseer uh, is elected democratically, um, lives for one year and then is killed. Um, so nobody wants to be the overseer. <laughs> well, that's, uh, oh gosh, that like, that's not explicitly the, the, the hook. It's almost like a, like a lottery kind of thing, right? Because the, 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 the trick is, okay, you must sacrifice one person to the computers every year or people die. And the first over, like the first overseer, um, like once people found out about it, um, the first, they, they sacrificed to the overseer, to the, uh, um, to the computer. And uh, that kind of like tied... oh, that caused the tradition. Yeah, that caused yeah, the yeah. tradition. So like when you see these campaign posters, it's not like the people in their <laughs> it's not the people wanting their uh, their preferred candidate to get in in a real way, not like in there to rule. They want to get the uh, the overseers they don't like in there so they can get rid of them. And so yes. like the entire society is shaped by this ultra democracy <laughs> where you don't want to win. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, you're trying to to get other people uh to to do it yeah um which is pretty great yeah um you know so and you kind of find out these politics that happen between these three parties um where one of them uh you know they didn't want their husband to be promoted (laughs) you know and nominated for this because they had this power so she ended up doing these sexual favors uh for other people and you get kind of this this thing like this what the society has become of this thing where they have to sacrifice somebody this is all really great you know i'm I'm glossing glossing over it a lot of it um, because the, the big thing is you get to the end, somebody ends up getting elected. Um, they abolish that part of it. They say, <laughs> Hey, we're not doing elections anymore. I'm in charge. Yeah. You know, and, we're gone. and we're going to put this on a random number generator, which the, uh, the justice party doesn't like one bit because they can control things by lobbying yes. essentially. So as you're moving further through, you start seeing like military stuff set up like sandbags and things like there's this struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually you get down to the end, to the overseer's office, um, <laughs> down there. Where uh, you you put in your code, you go down, and it's it's like the sacrificial hallway mm-hmm. uh, that you get sent down when you when you take this thing, <laughs> um, which this group of people who were involved in this conflict did. Yeah, like they eventually went down here. They're like, listen, we're not like we're all gonna go. Yeah, you know, or, or you know, they they see this thing, they go down there, and you get to the end, and there's a, a chair and a bottle of whiskey and a ashtray, <laughs> so you can sit and watch this film strip. Yeah, uh, that tells you essentially the concept of of the the vault uh this thing opened when you don't send somebody right yes um so you go down here you don't send somebody they decide not to send somebody it opens up this thing it's not the sacrificial hallway take that back um you go down this hallway you get there and you learn the point of this vault which is we gave you this premise you were supposed to resist it (laughs) um you you know you should not have done this but everyone in in kind of like the what's the the experiment Oh, the, the, um, I always forget it's either the Stanford experiment or the Milgram experiment. One of them is security guards. The other one is, uh, are you going to hurt somebody because of authority? Yes. It's, it's whatever one of those, uh, you know, everyone just did it and went along with this <laughs> for, and, for uh, hundreds of years. Yeah, totally. Like to sacrifice so many people and realize like they didn't have to, like they've been failing the test yeah. for this entire time. And like, that is what broke these remaining five people. They're like, yeah are just, you know, these are people who are born into it probably. And there's kind of like, everything is a lie. Yeah. At this point, like, oh, we just questioned it, which is good. Why didn't we question this one year ago, two years ago, (laughs) three years ago? How many, what have we done like to sacrifice this in order to, to kind of live up to this thing we didn't have to do? Yeah. Uh, Cause vault tech is super evil. Yep. And uh, yeah. And then at the end, um, you know, for, uh, you know, for doing this um, or as part of it, uh, I can't remember the exact articulation of it because it's been a while since I played this. I did it. I kind of made a beeline here mm-hmm. when I restarted the game. Um, <laughs> the walls open up and there are, are robots. Yeah. 
like death robots. And it's like the combat encounter yeah. here. Um, but like you, you succeed. Like the, the, the <laughs> thing to do was not to send somebody. Yeah. And then everybody who was left just abandoned it. Like <laughs> nobody could live there anymore. Right. Nobody could handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, really good. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's like a classic, like classic sci-fi kind of story. Mm-hmm. That's real. You know, it, it can't be, it can't be underlined enough. This is told to you in reverse order. Like you yes. see this mystery at the start when you walk in and you see the campaign posters, you know, like, Oh, well this is, you know, obviously they, the, something about their political system, but like you have to dig in order to find like the deadly hook. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. And like, it is, it is really, really good. It's one of my favorite uh, video game levels. Yeah. Um, and again, there's, it can't be stressed again. How there's no mechanical reward really. Like you get some loot, from uh, behind those robots at the bottom, you're really just going to get the, the bottom of this mystery though. <laughs> so, and that's something I respond to a lot. Like that's, it's a miniature kind of thing. It's like the reason why I like gone home so much. Yeah. Like your reward is learning more of the story. Your reward is not, you know, a number going up. Mm-hmm. Um, even if there's not even a quest assigned to it really like really? that it involves getting to the bottom of it, you know? Yeah. Um, you can be there, but getting to, there's nothing in that bottom section you need to get. Right. You know, just so good understanding. That's what yep. you want. And that's and that's that's the New Vegas difference. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's the last of the quests, um, uh, you know, in areas that we've got here. There's so many more. Like we could have gone into, into detail on H and H. We could have gone on, into detail on you know even more of these unmarked quests. If we've missed there's, yours, good. Yeah. There's there's a quest to clear out the death claws mm-hmm. from uh, the quarry. They give you that. There's a bunch of those things. Yeah. So we definitely missed a couple. Um, but I think everybody you know who's listening to this, we did we did a pretty good job of talking about most of them. I think. <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah if we missed yours we are sorry <laughs> but yeah i mean so the nice thing is like these these things are scattered around like in most of these subheaders i just kind of took us around uh in a loop on that mm-hmm. and you're just gonna find them like you know there's there's stuff that you get locked out of if you you know choose uh a particular faction you know again we didn't talk about caesar we didn't talk about uh the powder gangers but uh, you're gonna like stumble across this and you know a common theme is like there are introduction errand quests that get you to go out and see more um and this whole (laughs) this whole thing is designed in such a way that just kind of like every new discovery cascades into something else it is very very good um open world design yeah yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's pretty masterful. So we we heaped a lot of praise last episode, mm-hmm. um, but and that that remains. And this episode kind of helps articulate it. Yes. Like all the little like premises of these are all interesting. Yeah. Even like the kind of trash NCR ones that are just you know, go do a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're little stories between people. Yeah. And that's super cool. Yeah. And you know, just like the the NCR, I was pleasantly surprised with how human the NCR ended up being, especially once you saw people who are who are within it but had a very complex relationship with it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely um yeah uh really real good shit um we're not done yet uh again <laughs> hopefully you're into this 12 hours of uh of new vegas talk because <laughs> next week we'll be talking about all four dlcs which is kind of crazy really early on when i thought that new vegas was too new to do an episode on i was like we should just do a follow uh watch our fireballs episode on old world blues yeah and just treat that and you could mm-hmm. like it would be like a, a good like 90 minute waff episode yeah um because we talk about generalities and stuff, <laughs> we're going to cruise a little bit faster than that, but that's yeah. also going to be a meaty chunk because all four of those are uh, at least substantial, even yeah. when they're not always super interesting. Yeah. So, so that'll, that'll be the next episode. You still, pro- you possibly still have time uh, to uh, submit responses. Uh, we've mm-hmm. already got so many, um, but you know, throw more on the pile uh, and uh, we will see about uh, putting them in there, but uh, check our social media channels um, to see, or go to uh, duckfeed.tv slash contact. And uh, yes. share your experiences with uh, with New Vegas. Absolutely. 
Um, if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash duckfeed TV. Um, you know, the show uh, will remain free, but uh, we, you know, if you want to support this effort, like it's not a, a trivial <laughs> to uh, to put this time into researching and reviewing this. Like yeah. this is a big game that, yeah. uh, that we played for the show. <laughs> um, happy to do it. It was a it was a pleasure. But if you feel like, um, you know, kind of helping us make new stuff and helping us keep the lights on. Uh, for doing things like that, uh, that is probably the best and most direct way to do so. Yes. Uh, you can also uh, rate and review us on iTunes. We've seen that that makes a huge difference. Um, and we you know we see every one of those that comes across. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that is, a, that, that is a wonderful way to help us get more visibility. Yeah, hugely appreciated. And then uh, talk about our message boards, Twitter, things like that are really appreciated. Um, yeah. So until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Um, Five hours of podcasting? <laughs> yeah, we are. We are just past hour number five. Yeah, let's say that one. Okay. Umbasa. <laughs> Umbasa. a yee-haw for law and order in the fine town of error token not found